in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome everybody, this is Friday, September 15th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios, feels wrong to be doing, doing the show in Indiana today, it's the pre-Louisville Indiana show, feels wrong to be doing it in Jeffersonville, but yet here we are at the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana, not going to be sunny tomorrow, well, this is basically card country, so who cares, I see more UofL license plates floating around here than I do IU license plates. Southern Indiana, more like Northern Louisville, if you ask me. Cards fans, UofL's Master of Science in Accountancy and Analytics takes accounting to a whole new level by adding in-depth data analytics courses to create a new mastery of accounting. AACSB-accredited and STEM-designated 11-month competitive internship opportunities and full access to the Becker CPA exam review prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash MBA. To learn more, we're on the air today from 3.06 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the city of Louisville and far, far beyond. You know us better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a football Friday. Cards are, it's, it's our first, like, non-game day, actual game day episode, if that makes any sense uh, whatsoever, where, you know, we played on a Friday two weeks ago, we played on a Thursday last week. It's the game day episode, the preview episode, but... It's a normal Saturday game, so it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a curveball. It's a little new to us, but you know what? We'll adapt and we'll conquer and we'll get to three and zero. We'll we'll lead this. We'll carry this Jeff Brom led team to another victory. We're going to talk a lot about IU and U of L. We'll talk a lot about the football weekend ahead. Before we do any of that today, though, I want to talk to Trevor Kelsey. TK, how are you? I know you you ended up staying up. You and I both had long nights last night for very very different <laughs> reasons. Yeah, I know. First of all, how's John feeling? John had a rough one. Yeah, John. John what, you told me that last night. It was. Uh, it was. I knew it, it was bad because like John had been the happiest kid in the world for like the last twenty four hours. He had a really good couple of days. And as I'm getting ready to leave here, Mary's like, John is, is being like so pathetic. Like he just he feels he's burning up. He's clearly not right. All he can do is lie lie down. And then as I'm getting in the car, she's like, he just threw up everywhere, which is he has never done that. So I get home. He, he looks like he's just dead to the world. Like, he's just lying on Mary, just staring. You can tell he's really hot, just not feeling well. He pukes again a couple of times. Aww. Pukes all over my Love Burger shirt, uh, which I was wearing. 
Obviously, it's not. You know, he, he loves he, the movie. It's he not, loves the movie. Not, 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 yeah, not, not his thoughts on the movie. It was just he was he wasn't feeling well. So we're you know having a fever and vomiting is a little bit concerning. Usually, if it's one of the two, you can kind of figure out what's going on. But we were we were worried. We thought for a while that we might have to take him to the ER. Thankfully, my uh, Virginia had a sleepover with with her cousin Audrey, like which was she was all about. Our, our sister in law mm-hmm. took Virginia for the night, so we could kind of. You know, keep focus. eyes on, on John, focus on him. And if we had to go somewhere, it wasn't just one of us you know, in, in kind of that situation. So that was very, very nice of her. And, of course, Virginia was ecstatic. She she would – I think she'd live with Laura and Audrey if she could. So John, he starts showing a little bit more signs of life as the night goes on. But Mary stays uh, – his schedule's all off now. Mary falls asleep with him. Um, and then she gets up at, like, 2 with him because he's wide awake and stays up to, like, 4. And then she's like, can you take him? So then I stay up with him, try to get him back down. He sleeps for a little bit. But neither one of us slept very well. But he's he's doing a lot better today. He's he's more of his normal self. He's laughing. He's, he's kind of running around, and the kids are over there. But it was a you know not exactly the way to get the vibes going here for football weekend. I mean, the, you you describing John's night was kind of like the Eagles' night a little bit. You know, we'll talk about the Eagles a little start, bit. Started yeah. started in great. Kind of came into its own. Got started feeling better. Woke up and it was a weird game. Yeah, and then 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 guy had a little you know little little re, relapse in, in, at some point and got a little sick again. But it finished off strong and. Now feeling like our true selves today. I uh, wish you'd have called. You could have called me. I was up at, at four a.m. I uh, I got home last. Got done with the bats. Did went actually visited some friends and got hang, did some hangout. Got home around twelve thirty and was like, you know what? I'm gonna finish this episode three of the the wrestler uh-huh. wrestlers. I guess is it plural or singular? Singular. It, I believe it's wrestlers. Wrestlers. Okay. Because wrestler is the movie. Awesome movie, by the Correct. way. The wrestler. I think yeah. That. Great movie. Um. And so I was like, yeah, I'll finish at least finish, at least finish this, this episode three. And next thing I know, it's 530 in the morning, and I'm just finishing the series. Good Lord, you can't do that. I know I can't do that. I don't know why I did that. It's football season now. It's, I know. We need you focused. It's a big weekend well, for you. I know. And I was like, well, I got to be up even earlier tomorrow because, you know, we have such an early game tomorrow, and I got to be somewhere before the game to begin with. So, you know, I was like, I, I don't know. But if anything, that's a good sign for the show, right? That, you know, I – couldn't put it down, so to speak. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know you haven't started it yet, but it's. It's definitely. It's. It's definitely a good watch. Even if, even if I did spend four and a half hours doing it last night, so you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it very much. It, you know, finishes off with uh, Al basically beating up Shannon. One of the last. Oh, nice. One of the last things you hear is the announcer screaming, "Shannon, the dude just got head." <laughs> he hits him with head, obviously. <laughs> Which was like at five in the morning. For anybody like, who doesn't know the background there, that was a a double take <laughs> moment in their car listening to the radio show. I mean, me at five in the morning, like that's the last thing I thought here at five in the morning on a Friday. Like it's like this, this, this is what I'm going to bed to right now. Is that is that statement? And then it kind of closes with the actually the rest was telling their real names, which was kind of funny. And then um, uh, she, uh, Leela Gray kind of announcing she's going to AEW, which we, you know we knew would happen eventually. She turned January left this year. So it was, it was it was cool. It was really entertaining and fun. So you enjoyed that? I did. Did you enjoy the Eagles game? Uh, up until the last touchdown, they gave up, which pushed my bet and didn't get me a cover. But it was a big uh, backdoor cover. I know. Well, that, it, that it was, was a push. It oh, was, it was. I thought it was seven. It, no, I actually got lucky. I I mean, I say so. I, instead of winning a hundred bucks, I just didn't lose a hundred bucks. That's better than losing. Nah, I agree. But you know what? Uh, our boy, your boy, my boy, everyone's boy, DeAndre Swift, showing up last night. No, my to, boy. Right after I ragged him on the show yesterday, I told him. I told you last night it was his turn. He's either he's got, super talented. He's got it was this is his chance. He's he doesn't have that dog in him. He does not have that Philly dog oh, in him. He I'm got the dog. I, he does not have the dog. There's going to come a time this year. Oof. 
you're not going to be able to rely on him. He will have outrageous games like that. You can't have that dog in him. I mean, I looked at DeAndre, so I called him up before the game, and I said, D, buddy, this is it, man. It's either, either poop or get off the pot. And he went Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber all over the Vikings. Doesn't have a dog in him. <laughs> Super talented. He's going to have big games like that. Uh, well, I'll take as many of my candies on my fantasy team. Not right <laughs> it's not like three of them on top of it. So, uh, it was the, a weird game, though. It was. The offense looked just, I don't know. It was frustrating me. You said you sent me that really adorable, slight sad picture of John with that expression. I was like, that's the exact same face I had the whole first quarter. <laughs> like that that same look. John, he's my kid again. They just he's kept watching it back, back and forth. Like he, he said you were watching something. I was like, no, he's watching the Eagles offense right now. There's no that I know that look. What were you watching? You said he had to watch on repeat over and over. Uh he is a big fan of Gecko's Garage. <laughs> it's it's British though, so it's Gecko's Garage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this little John will always he just like you know he's still like he's starting to say more and more but he's still like when he says something that he really knows how to say he gets really so just constantly in the house he's like the gecko the like, gecko like the gecko gecko no it's like a cartoon it's like because he's big into trucks and, and stuff yeah. like that and gecko is he's always working on trucks and he's got these little friends called the mechanicals and it's the worst show Clever. ever made but it's the yeah, he's it's gecko's garage and he just is constantly asking he was like trucks Gecko, and so we watched like three straight hours of Gecko. Surprised you haven't shown him some Transformers yet or something. He's he's a little young for that. We've yeah, I've tried to do stuff like but that. You know, but not the live action, the car, old school cartoon. Yeah, he's not in, he's not into it. I mean, he's not going to understand it, but he's going to see a bunch of trucks, and cars. That's all he wants, right? Kids, he's, no. You no? think it's that simple? It's not. It's not. It's not that simple. No, he's he's a complicated kid. That's my boy. We kept waiting for him to fall asleep so we could actually like just watch something that we wanted to watch. And no, he just, you didn't want to watch the garage. garage, garage. No, he, yeah. he, just, he wouldn't do it. It was it was it was brutal. A lot of gecko last night, but got to what you got to do. No, well, it's a lot of wrestling for me, so it's 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 somewhat similar, I guess, and in, in depending on who your perspective is. Well, shout out to wrestling. I do want to watch wrestlers at some point. I'm sure I'll finish it like it. You know, Early 2024 <laughs> at, this, at this rate. Like by the time you finish it, like half of them will be like already called up or <laughs> yeah, no. Like that, yeah, Matt Jones has sold OVW. Like by the, by the time I'm actually watching the show, uh, but I do want to see it. I, I want to see what what uh, just, it's it's a Louisville thing. I know some of the people involved in it, um, so I'm you and, you, and you know and you know, you know Slay of the Flayer. I know Frey of the Slayer. Slay, I know I can't ca- say Cash it. Flow and I are boys now. I've, we've hell, I've interviewed Al Snow. I think more times than I've interviewed anybody else since I started doing the show. Yeah, and Cash Flow is obviously it does a good job. There's a, there's a full episode of kind of not a full but a half episode, very much of telling his kind of backstory and showing some old clips of him from back in the day because me and him are like the same age, which is kind of crazy. And uh, you know his wife and his family and, and the like I said, the sacrifices that a lot of people do to, that they just want to be in this business, just love wrestling. Yeah, it was kind of cool. He got to see him go down to AEW and do like a a, a YouTube dark match, and That's he cool. did that and stuff. Yeah, so it was it was getting entertaining. Be, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, maybe give it a shot. Because even if you're not a wrestling fan, it does do a good job of kind of giving the the people who don't follow wrestling a, a behind the scenes look at you know what they go through. Oh, and man, man, also note that the last two episodes a lot of our place shout outs. Really, clearly, I, I think obviously, I, well. We've given I, an our place shout out on this show. Not you to sound have. creepy, but I know where a couple <laughs> of those wrestlers live now, because especially uh, two of my favorites. I know showing them where their apartment was and, and stuff. I, I know they don't live far from me, actually, and I can see why they hang out at our place. And apparently, that was where their like end of the end of the summer show uh, uh, party was was our place. And Matt bought everybody beer, and it, was, it seemed like a good time. 
Nice. nice. I haven't had that kind of fun at our place since oh man, I was like 16, maybe. Uh, <laughs> that's what you said. <laughs> you can call it out by name at the time. Now you're doing it. Hey, they just on the wrestler right now getting, getting love. <laughs> we're going, we have lots to talk about today. Obviously, we're going to focus heavily on tomorrow's game against Indiana. Um, I've listened to a couple more Indiana shows. Some curious man. things on, on you know, their viewpoint of this game and, and compared to our viewpoint of this game. Uh, there's some predictions out there floating around that we can talk about. Also, the weekend ahead in college football. It's a weird weekend ahead in, in college football. A lot of teams are playing FCS opponents, or a lot of teams are playing uh, opponents that they're favored to beat by like 24 points. Someone's going to get got this weekend. That's the, this, this always happens this weekend. We're going to try to determine who that's going to be. Like Somebody's going to fall flat on their face and blow a game to an FCS team or blow a game that they're favored to win by 28. I'm curious to see who it is. So it's uh, These weekends, they always... You don't think there's going to be drama. Like next weekend is the sexy weekend. It's, I mean, the, the biggest weekend of the year, loaded with top 25 versus top 25 matchups. But these types of weekends, these are the ones that I feel like they make college football so great because some weirdness is probably going to occur. Um, we'll get to the NFL as well. Week two, all sorts of stuff happening there. You, you kind of are living the life that I was living last week where you've already got that victory. You can kick back and just enjoy yep. the games all weekend long. That'll be fun for you. Curse my fantasy team. Curse your fan. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> always fun to do. Uh, but I, I, we also want to hear from you on the Thornton sex line, as always. 502-414-1450. Ron Thornton's hooking up the best deals all fall long, all football season long. Take advantage by becoming a Refreshing Rewards program member today. All you have to do is download the Refreshing Rewards app. Couldn't be easier. Go to your app store, search Thornton's. You'll find it very quickly. You'll download it very quickly, and then you'll be saving money very quickly. And then you can text us. Very quickly at 502-414-1450. Also, in the second hour, we're going to be giving away two tickets to Saturday's Louisville City FC matchup. Uh, we gave away two tickets to t- uh, tonight's Racing Louisville matchup against the Houston Dash. We did that on yesterday's show. Ari Borges bobblehead night. Jalen Hell how bobblehead night. You, I love you, you call her the Gorgeous Borges. I gorgeous like Borges, baby. It's, it's going to be a big night. It's going to be a good nickname. That's a good nickname. It's going to be a big weekend at Lynn Family Stadium. Uh, it's going to be a big weekend for U of Athletics on the whole. We've got men's soccer in action tonight. Uh, their first ACC home match is going to be against Virginia Tech. If you can't make it out to Lynn Stadium, the other Lynn Stadium, tonight at 8, that will be on the ACC network. And right now, just started, uh, in Chapel Hill, we've got the number four ranked and unbeaten Louisville field hockey team taking on the second-ranked and unbeaten North Carolina field hockey team, a top-five clash, so we can keep you updated on that. So lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff happening. It feels good. Like this is what you, These are the types of moments, the types of shows, the types of weekends that you dream about in the middle of June where it's like, oh, my God, are sports ever going to come back? What, I, like, I'm already at the point now where I'm like, how do we even do shows? But I, don't even, I don't know what we talked about. I don't know what we did. I mean, I, Mostly... Legal stuff I've done, but yeah, Man, that's, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. Oh, wait, I just got. You see, you know, I'm still without ESPN on my on my Spectrum, right? Why they they the, the deal's done? Oh, ESPN's did he get back. it done? Yeah, it got, it got done like four days ago. Oh crap! Why nobody tell me? Well, that ex- Chronicle. That kind of explains this email. I just got an email from Disney Plus. We're jacking up the price on you. Uh, I was like, <laughs> do it both to me. I'm glad you told me this because I only got like three days left on my YouTube thing. I thought I was going to pay for that thing. <laughs> It's back. You're good Woo! to go. I just got a cameo request. Do you want to do it with me during the break? Yes. No, I, do you do it? I'm just going to be in the background and then just pretend like you don't even know I'm there. I'm going to film the guys and come back and be like, I'll actually pay you extra not to have Trevor in it. <laughs> I'm just going to be behind you. I was like, start picking my nose or something. Just doing like, <laughs> so I don't even know the camera's there. I'm just going like, to start scratching my belly. <laughs> I'll maybe belch. <laughs> I want to start today. Want, Is it I'll, for a birthday? <laughs> uh, no, it's not. 
Okay. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, one of my first bosses, actually. This is not Louisville related, but it is Louisville sports related, technically. Uh, John Spigardi, who's the Bellarmine Assistant Athletic Director for Communication. When I worked, when I, when I first transferred to Bellarmine my junior year, I worked in the PR office. I think he was the PR director at that point. He was my first, like, one of my first real bosses and definitely one of my best bosses. He was awesome to work for. Super kind guy. We played softball together uh, for a couple of years. He just everybody's best friend on Bellarmine's campus. He's, he's a jack of all trades, Did a, wore a number of different hats, then moved over to athletics shortly after I graduated. Has worked there for 34 years oh. and announced today his retirement, effective November 1st. The man has earned it. Uh, he, he's the best. We love you, Spugs. I mean, he started working there in 1989. Spent uh, in the PR office 19 years there, and then the last 15 working in athletics. And uh, I know everyone in athletics is going to miss him, but uh, he, he was a you – know, everyone's had bad bosses. It really makes you appreciate the good bosses even more. We have good bosses here. We love Troy. We love Dugan. We love everybody. But uh, you know, Spugs was definitely a good boss that I, I came to appreciate more and more as time went on, and I wish him a happy retirement. He definitely he definitely earned it. He worked there through six presidents and two of them generations. It's impressive. I mean, I, I feel like I, – I, I hope this isn't a bingo thing it looked like he started there when the Bengals won, last won a playoff game, and now he's retiring after they started getting good again. Oh, that's, that's the way your mind works. <laughs> that's where my mind goes to. Right before the Reds won their last World yeah, Series. Yeah, he was like, I was like yeah, I'm going to say the Reds are good. Maybe they're going to win the World Series this year. That's what I'm thinking about. Or next year, I guess, because he, he started the year before. I saw our boy you – know, we both love uh, Wick Terrell, who who does no, uh, yeah, yeah. Red Reporter, yeah. I saw he he's like he's kind of like Colorado. He's kind of like me in that when the games start, like when when things go poorly, we both get very negative on the Reds. Like, what is Bell thinking? <laughs> and then when games are over, like we can't help our minds. Like I try to like think about the most optimistic. And the other day he was posting, he's like, he's like the Red second half is actually a lot like the 1990 team post All Star break that won the World Series. They were only 42 and 41 after. I was like, stop, Wick. I was like, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> I was like, we're not doing this. That team wasn't held together with duct tape and bubble gum with all these injuries, all this COVID stuff, uh, everything yeah. going on. We have a weird lineup going again tonight, and in, in what feels like, I mean, it's a wild. So I don't know if you've seen checked on the NL Wild Card race. You've got three teams now that are in a complete tie for the last spot, and then the Marlins are a half game back. So it is. It's anybody's ball game. The Cubs, I think, are only two games clear of that last wild card spot. The Cubs, Dude, and Diamond, half, actually. Cubs and Diamondbacks are starting a series tonight, so that's a big deal. Uh, the Reds now have the Mets, who you know, I was glad to see them take three or four against the D-backs, but also like you know, let's let's tone it down a little bit now that we're going to play you. Uh, so it's like every every game for these last two weeks is going to feel like a must-win deal. Like every pitch is going to be crazy, and I'm, I'm excited about watching it. I'm glad someone's still alive in the playoff hunt. You guys are still alive. I'd be nine to two now, a game and a half back. You're right there. And in the in our last series, I believe, I want to say we have three against Tampa, and then we've got New York, who's we'll probably lose to them as well. I know Tampa's going to beat us. You're right there. We're not going to make the playoffs. It's so yeah. sad. Calm down. You're fine. I mean, the Rays are playing the Orioles. They could lose. You're not. It doesn't matter. The Orioles aren't our competition. They've left us so far behind. They could care less about what we do. No, the Rays. We're we're dealing with Seattle and Texas right now. A little bit of Houston. Let's start our we're like the fourth team out in the West. <laughs> Let's start our Indiana conversation with this. It sucks. Your well, we're in Indiana right now. Maybe watch your tone. I stand. I stand. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna rest and leave in here. Your confidence level. <laughs> the last time we checked in was Wednesday. Your confidence level one to ten. I think you were like a seven point three. Seven point nine. Seven point nine. I yeah. think I think that was a seven point three then. Possibly. We are 
under 24 hours until kickoff. About 24 hours from now, we're going to have a pretty – the game's going to be wrapping up. We'll have a pretty good indication of, of what's going to, to go down, whether or not UofL is going to be 3-0. and What's your confidence level scale of 1 to 10 that we will be 3-0 and in about 25 hours? 10, 100% confidence, 1, no way we win. Uh, I moved up a little bit. I'm at 8.2 now. 8.2. You're feeling a better bit, as the week goes on. move up, yeah. I, I have a feeling I'm going to go from like eight, tomorrow somewhere between like 11.45 and noon. I'm going to go from 8.2 to like 9.8. And that's what you do. And that's what I do because I'll get pumped up thinking about more stuff. But, yeah, I just – yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't really blossomed any higher since we last discussed. But I have gradually moved up. I've been more of the tortoise than the hare, I guess you could say. Any particular reason? Just – Classic, classic CK confidence. Um, just, just yeah. I just haven't really got distracted by the wrestler and stuff. Wrestlers and stuff. So just, <laughs> it didn't give me a chance to get more, get, get you know, focus on the game a little bit in the last twenty four hours to get me even more pumped up. I, you know, you have an interesting Plus insight. Kind of, you know, kind of like all our offense looks better than ours in the first yeah. half. I mean, you have an interesting insight in that, like you've listened to the the IU post game show. I have being here. You know, of course, you're you're home for IU sport. We don't we don't need to say that today, but. You can hear IU football typically on our stations. No, we're the home, and then then you know our home's going to be invaded tomorrow. Yeah, good. We're invading our own home. This is a civil war. <laughs> I'm my own grandpa. But you've heard, the, you know, the the IU hosts and the callers their reactions to these first two games, which have been interesting. You know, playing at least yeah. playing Ohio State closer than expected, but not really having any offense. Still not really being competitive in a 23 to three loss, and then blowing out uh, an Indiana State team that's one of the worst teams in the FCS. And you had said. After the Ohio State game, some of the people were saying you know they were purposely being vanilla and, and you know, saving up for Louisville, and I rolled my eyes. I'm like, there's no way anybody actually believes that. And I've been listening to a couple of shows. I listened to the the Peegs. You know, Peegs is one of the bigger Indiana sites. Yeah. I, was, I listened to their podcast, and that's exactly what the host was saying. <laughs> he was saying he referred to their first two games of the year, Ohio State and Indiana State, as basically preseason, and said. This is when like the real season starts for IU, and that's like they were purposely holding back against Ohio State because they they just they were playing to keep the game relatively close. They just didn't want to get blown out. They knew they had no real chance against Ohio State because they're on a different level. <laughs> it's a great way to think, by the way. And then Indiana State is 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 on a whole different level as well, being a terrible team from the FCS. They were able to just kind of go out, run their bland stuff, and roll to a forty-one to seven victory where. ISU's only touchdown was a defensive touchdown. They recovered a Jalen Lucas fumble. Yeah, and returned. Score. Oh, trust me, they were they were and so like not letting you forget that during the post game. They have very like they are very legitimately at least some people taking the the mindset of we've been building towards this game. Like this is the the measuring stick game for this team, this program, and the direction that we're headed under Tom Allen, which. I mean, makes sense. I would hate to think that they would go into a game against Ohio State, which is a conference game and your season opener, and it's CBS primetime, 3.30, like national TV eyes on you, the first Big Ten game to be on the CBS networks with this new contract, and you're like, well, we're not going to really try to win. We're, we're more <laughs> focused on Louisville in two Saturdays. I can't imagine that that was the exact mindset, but it seems like IU fans are taking this belief, and you know, we'll, we'll find out if they come out with you know They are... They have settled on a quarterback. Taven Jackson is the guy. They'll, I'm sure they'll have a, a playbook and a you know set of uh, schemes set out that are 
particularly tailored to his skill set. They might have a playbook. You don't know. They could just like write a few things down on pencil or something. Throw right, run left. <laughs> it could be an old Tech Mobile playbook. Who knows? But yeah, that'll be a little bit of a different look. He's not going to be waiting for Brennan Soresby to come in and, and, and you know take series away from him. Maybe that allows the the offense to re- relax a little bit more and have more success than they did against Ohio State. Um, but like, I was shocked to hear that that was an actual mindset. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but I can't imagine that the coaching staff is going into a game being like, let's cover the spread, boys. That's what we're out to do. 23-3 is a win for us. I mean, I guess, I mean, to the fans it is, but yeah, you you should think that's not, there's nowhere near that's what's going on in the locker room, right? I mean, you'd it's like, power conference football. Like, I, I don't <laughs> care if you're Indiana. Like, you still, you can't go into a game with that mindset if you're a coaching staff. There were just, I mean, yeah, and, you, and I don't think any Indiana fan, like, they, they've accepted it to be like, oh, yeah, we were just, we were holding back against Ohio State. Yeah, we we, we lost twenty three to three, but we, we didn't want to show too much because we knew we didn't have a chance. Like, where have you gotten as as a fan of that? That's can be okay in your mindset. Like, shouldn't you want to just go out and beat Ohio State no matter what hap- what who you have the next week or two weeks from now or three weeks from now or four weeks or whoever? And look, for as as bad as IU football has been, for the bulk of both of our existences, they have had moments. Like, they are famously a program that is almost always beating Michigan at some point in their annual game. Well, they have, and then actually. just falls flat on their face in the fourth quarter. Like that's kind of that, that's become a thing that college football people always talk about. So they've been competitive against the best teams in the Big Ten. It's not like they're just. You know, Ohio State is, 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 is a different animal against IU, especially yeah. recently. But still, like, you can't just go into a game punting from the beginning. Like, it, it just it defeats the entire purpose of being a competitor. Like, you can say that we're up against it, and, but like, you can't go into a game playing to lose by 20. I can't imagine that a coaching staff came out with that game plan. But if you want to tell yourself that to give yourself some more confidence going into a, a game that you feel is more winnable against Louisville, okay. So be it. Like I, I'm not sitting here thinking that we are just light years ahead of IU or anything like that. In fact, I'm going to predict a dogfight. I think this is going to be a very, very competitive game. But the fact that you would look, look at a schedule and say, I think we can beat this team in week three, but we got no chance in hell to beat this team in week one, so we're just not going to try. I can't imagine that that's the way that, a again, a major conference program in 2023 is going to operate. I'm not I don't know as much as try, but it's we're we're gonna keep stuff up. We're gonna hold back and not show all our cards to Louisville when we play Ohio State. Like do you, do, like and like you said, the one that's like the one team I think that's the longest streak they have because they beat Penn State and Michigan in 2020, and they and they'd been close to Michigan a few times. And but I think Ohio State's like the kind of the longest running one right now. Where it feels like it's been. a I while. feel like they haven't beaten them since Bill Mowry, like in like '87, maybe. Has it been that long? It was the '80s. I'm almost. I could be. If IU fans out there and correct me, I, I know it hadn't been recent. Yeah, and it's, and it's been bad. I mean, even the you know the 2020 year where they won the Big Ten, that was their one loss was Ohio State. Uh, I mean, it was a close one. I think they lost like by seven. I think maybe I think Ohio State scored late in the game and Big Ten champion Ohio State. Yeah, well, Big Ten wannabe champion <laughs> Indiana. Listen, I don't even like. I'm not even an Indiana fan, and I'm, I'll go. I'll go to the nail and fighting on that one. They're the Big Ten champs, baby. They deserve a trophy. They put one up. I wouldn't even get mad at them. Just like Central Florida. But yeah, that's that's ridiculous to think that that you're going to be. And I, I don't know. I just again, that just tells you where you. I mean, could you imagine little fans being like, ah, well, you know what? We 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 kind of Indiana's a big game. Georgia, Georgia Tech, say Georgia Tech was like really good this year coming in, and is our opener. Or this was another example where <laughs> the Alabama game, 
Like, yeah, you know, we we're not gonna try. We're, we're not. We didn't try. We 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 hung with them. We we know. Honestly, we, maybe we should have done that because <laughs> that, that game. Well, kind first of, of all, I don't season. think we did try when you watched that game at some point. But, I think you know. we did. I think we did. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe that did just like the whole like defeated our psyche. By the way, the last time Indiana beat Ohio State, well, actually, they tied them in 1990. Oh, did it? Okay, that was and that was a really good Indiana's best run was like eighty eight to ninety two. Ohio State vacated the twenty ten game, but the last actual win for IU was nineteen eighty eight. Oh, I was close, it's and it was a forty one to seven victory in Bloomington. Yeah, that was that would have been the end of. I think that was either Cooper's first year or maybe the year before Cooper came in. They beat them in back to back years, nineteen eighty seven and nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, that was besides that early Cooper days. If you take those those two games out of the equation. Indiana has not beaten Ohio State since 1951, and they play every year. I mean, what is? I think what was the, the text I sent you was the exact quote where they've beaten Ohio State 12 times in the history, and six of them came before the Great Depression or something. Yeah, they have 12 wins. They want this is very much like the U, the, the UK U of L series. Where yeah, like, like six of their 12 wins are before the Great Depression. They won five games between 1901 and 1913 yes. and tied the other one in 1902. Yeah, they so beat they beat Ohio State 11 to nothing in 1905. I mean, we're getting to the point where how many people have left have been allowed to see Ohio State lose to Indiana? Since night since 1951. <laughs> I mean, there. Since 1951. Again, they've played every year. Since 1951, they've beaten Ohio State two times. Since 1951. That's insane. They've tied them twice over that span. They tied in 1990 and in 1959. I mean, they, their only wins were 87, 88. People have come and gone. So the countries have been have been created and, and, and gone away. It's insane. I mean, was Alaska State 1951? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was, was it? I think it was. No, I thought it was like 1958. When did Hawaii and Alaska, but they were in the 50s. <laughs> 1958. How yes. did you know that? Because I remember them both being in the And Hawaii was like 54. Well, technically 1959. Okay, and when was Hawaii? Hawaii, I mean, did they go in together? No, they they, they were very close. Yeah, 1959. So. Okay. So same so, year, they were months apart. So the last time, they, <laughs> we only had 48 states. That's insane. Uh, thankfully, I guess we, haven't, we, didn't, we didn't have a state between 1901 and then, so they should be okay on 47. So I think, I think all the other states all came in the 1800s. I'm you know sure. what? I'm taking it back, Indiana. <laughs> you should have gone into that game expecting to only, hoping to only lose by 20. I think they had the right mindset now, looking at a historical perspective. I mean, I guess if, if you've gotten to the point where you've accepted that Louisville is, is the closest thing to a game that you actually can win, then yeah, don't. Don't even try against somebody. But of all years, like this is Ohio State team that's actually like a beatable team, maybe. Let's get week one. They don't know that at the time. Why still? You should have known it was after the first quarter when they're you kicking saw, themselves now. I mean, once you saw McCord and Brown try to throw the ball, you should have been like, wait a minute. They did recently, I guess they, they can't even get the ball to these great receivers. They had a couple of games. I mean, some of these scores are just horrendous. But it, they, oh, you know, yeah, the 2020 year, the, the COVID year, they did only lose by seven. That was 35. a fun game, I remember. That one's back and forth. They lost by a touchdown in 2015. There was a 52-49 to 49 game in 2012 in Bloomington. Besides that, I mean, these have just been, yeah, it's not like the Michigan series where they've they yeah. had leads in the fourth quarter. They've just gotten their ass kicked. In all the, these like games. I said, the Michigan, they had teased with it. I don't know how many they won, but then they get, I know they did officially win in 20. And I also think they beat Michigan like 2014, too, as well. They may they, have. Yeah, because I think I was, I, if I remember right, I was out of town, and I remember Working the radio station, they they beat Michigan in overtime. I think, but they still trail the all time series to Michigan sixty one to ten. Oh yeah, I mean it's not, but it's just they've had. We had them in twenty ten. You're misremembering. They they had their only win since nineteen eighty seven, which is the famous uh, um, 
announcer going nuts game is the 2020 game. Oh, okay. So they, I mean, they must have lost that game in twenty the the tens or something when they went to overtime with them. Twenty ten, they lost uh, forty two to thirty five. Probably in overtime. That might have been the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I mean, again, all these games are close. Forty two thirty five. Yeah, they've sixty three forty seven, forty eight forty one, twenty to ten, twenty seven twenty. Like they've been competitive. They but Ohio, just, Ohio State's they always been that 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 cliff they can't climb. And that's I mean, that's, again, that makes it sad. You've gotten to the point literally where you're just like, yeah, well. That's where you are as a fan base. I don't do. I, I don't ever want to be there as a fan. I, I, we have. It would take decades of us losing at a very <sighs> like this. This Clemson, you know, being eight zero and eight against them since joining the ACC. This would have to be stretched out for like fifty years for us to get to that point. <laughs> Playing with the great grandkids. Anyway, well, this is the commercial I just saw recently with the Bills commercial. The, the kid gets the jersey in like the fifties, and like he goes all the way to his grandfather. Of course, he still haven't won anything since then. It's like fan day, like two million something. I don't know. I have more thoughts on this game. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll share some of those. We'll take some texts from you guys. 502-414-1450. And a reminder, hour number two, we're going to give away two tickets to tomorrow night's Louisville City FC game. So keep it locked right here. More weather show is next on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Rivalry with IU thing today on the show, and just call them cowards. Call them snitches for snitching about the Katina Powell thing. Cowards for canceling the series. Uh, I, I typically mean, am somebody that, who does it robbery when you're pointing out the truth. Yeah, I mean it, it is. I, I'm typically somebody that like I don't hate Indiana the way that some people hate Indiana. Uh, the way that you know, the Kentucky fans have hated Indiana. the IU fans that I know by and large are like I like them. They're not really overly obnoxious. But when I grew up, when I was little. My dad, I feel like, hated Indiana more than he hated Kentucky because he wow. hated Bob Knight so much. Wow, yeah. And I remember, like, I, I still, it's one of those deals where when you're a kid, you know, sometimes the seed gets planted so deeply that, you know, the, the roots are impossible to, to dig up. I still, to this day, like, when I think Indiana, when I see that, like, logo, I instantly get this just negative connotation. The synapse is fire, and it's, I think, bad, evil. Like, because they were the bad guys when I was growing up. They were the, you know, Bob Knight was the bad guy. Indiana was the bad team. They stopped playing Louisville because they couldn't beat us. All this stuff. But as I've gotten older, I just, I, I, don't, I don't harbor any sort of disdain towards them the way that I do UK or even Cincinnati or Memphis State or some of these, you know, Clemson now in football, some of these other programs that we've played. But we have reasons to not like Indiana. For sure. Do. Uh, I'm kind of with you. Like, I've never really, I've been, I mean, I, I guess neutral, maybe some like Swedish, Sweden. Well, we hate scoots too. <laughs> we hate scoots. We hate scoots today. I mean, I can't, I can't hate scoots. It's impossible. I can't even joke about it. It's impossible to hate scoots. I mean, the guy's broke from, from internet scams. He's, he's adorable. He's got no ear eardrums because of me last this morning. I mean, he's just, it's, it's not a, 
You should have played that up as a like a prank, an Indiana Louisville prank. You left the, the volume way up on his headphones, and you, you think almost, that's you think that's bad? Well, you see what we do to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you almost made him deaf as a prank. Yeah, he's not missing much, uh, but I don't know. I guess it's because yeah, because I guess growing up, like we never really played any. I mean, I think it, the first kind of basketball games I really remember us playing was like the Patino series. Well, I remember the Sweet Sixteen game for sure. Well, yeah, that's true. The, the Cheney and Dwayne Morton, Dan yeah, Bailey yeah. hitting the shot before half. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I guess, but. That point, I think that At was first in, communion practice. That was in that, that mix night. of us getting beat like badly in the Sweet Sixteen, like six years in a row. I feel like so. I'll never forget that night. <laughs> I had I had I had first communion practice. This was back. I wasn't even going to Catholic school. Was ninety two or ninety three? It was ninety two. Ninety two. Okay. I had first communion practice, and my dad, who like at the time was like had never like never went to church, never did anything. This was very much a my mom thing. My dad looked like he was about to bust. Missing like <laughs> we missed the like the the first ten minutes of the game. I don't think I've ever seen him more be like, I, I just, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like any part of this. <laughs> we rushed home. We watched the end of the first half. Bailey hits the shot right before the, the halftime buzzer, and that was pretty much all she wrote. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that night. I mean, I remember the game. I, the thing I just remember most is Shaney getting in Morton's space. And then, the famous picture. Yeah. It's, that, that, that was, I was just like, screw you, Calvert Shaney. Uh, Young I guess Trevor. I didn't like him as much, but. I guess Indiana, yeah. I mean, I short of that, and I just kind of almost forgot about that. But yeah, we didn't play them in football because I don't remember '86 and '87 or whatever it was '85, '84, '85. We played '86, '87, and then uh, or '85, '86. And then I guess the, you know, I guess there is, you know, we had like the little series with Patino, and we went the, the played them the home and away or whatever it was back in the early 2000s. So I, honestly, we them recently too. I know. I'm just saying, I'm more growing up, like to, to form that hatred for yeah. them. because I mean. Like you don't have the hatred like you do with Kentucky, or I had with you know Cincinnati or Memphis State, or you know, or even football Southern Miss, and I just I, I don't, maybe it's just because I almost I don't want to say I'd root for them, but I probably found myself rooting for IU more than rooting against them growing up because I always enjoyed watching them beat Kentucky and making fun of Kentucky for it. They were on the. Like they they was, also you have to take into account they were on the downslide sort of when you and I were really getting into our formative sports years. Like we we missed the. It, unfortunately, we missed the I, the U of L at the height of their peak in yeah. the '80s. But we also missed Indiana at the peak. Like they in the '90s, they were not who they had been. We had the end of the '92-'93 because that that last they were fine that last run with Bailey when they lost in the Final Four to Duke was kind of their last. But towards the hurrah. mid and late '90s, they started getting to the habit yeah. of, of they would always lose in the first or the second round. You oh, could tell yeah. that the night was going downhill and. You know, like you said, the football team. I remember I liked watching Indiana football in the mid '90s when Antoine Randall L was there. He was like the most fun player in college football to watch, and his team sucked. He was. It was basically as close as you could get to watching one guy try to carry an entire football uh, team against some of the best teams in the sport. So they were always, like, I always kind of self like just. Was it the '90s or 2000s? I can't remember. It was the '90s. Okay. Because I so I just kind of rooted for for Indiana football during those years. They were. They, I feel like they always played one of the noon games right after college game day went off the air. I'd have football practice that morning. Come home, watch the end of game day, and then I feel like I always just watched IU the first game and wanted to see Randall L do something crazy. So yeah, I, I don't have that now. The, the stuff with Katina Powell is near and dear to my heart, obviously, but you know, it's one of those deals where you don't have people publicly that are directly affiliated with IU coming out and being like, "Yep, <laughs> we were involved. Uh, we know <laughs> what was going on." I think that there are certainly people in the know who kind of know what took place there but it's a, it's a little bit different when all you have are loose facts with boosters and then no hard evidence against the the powers that be at a place so it's a little bit tougher to form that just solid bond of hatred 
But and, and I, I don't like it. IU was part of what maybe the, the absolute most boringest football game I've ever been to. What's that? When they lost to Kentucky three nothing in '96. You went to that game. I was at that game. Why? Because I was 16 and experimenting with drugs. <laughs> I kid you. I, I, my my cousin who went to Tate's Creek. We I met him at halftime. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, we'll just leave it there. Let's just say I was the only one having a good time in the second half. Well, he was too. We were in a couple of them, some of the kid he's with. But yeah, it was the most boring game I've ever been to. Three nothing. That, that was that was in '96, so that was I guess before, right before Randall got there, I'd assume. I take it back by the way, Randall. What he was late '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, th- I thought he was kind of more border there, but yeah. I couldn't remember. So like '99 through '98 through '01, because he played for Denaro, De whatever his name. He didn't play for Mallory, I don't think. Right? I think you're right. The guy that was bad at LSU and then was bad at Indiana. Yeah. Or that was, could have been Cam Cameron too. He was pretty bad everywhere he went. I didn't realize he also was selected in the 1997 MLB draft by the uh, the Chicago Cubs. 14th yeah. round, not a, not a, that late of a pick. I mean, is there not like a good athletic football player that isn't, has, wasn't drafted in baseball at some point? Yeah. I mean, not as high as Kyler Murray maybe, which that's just the ultimate Oakland A's thing to do. But, you know, and, I mean, because most of the time you see him going in like the 30th round. I mean, Brian and Jeff both got drafted. Brian, yeah. I mean, I still. I mean. <laughs> Brian, I think got drafted in the 49th round. But that's the thing. I mean, once they got, to, I yeah. love Brian. I can't believe he got drafted. I mean, that's that's what like MLB scouts. I mean, after they got like the pass, like the twenty fifth round. I mean, let's not forget. Remember the Mike Piazza story is that he was always drafted because he was the the godson. I never heard that story before. He was like, yeah, maybe he was drafted like the fiftieth round. That story, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, that story. You couldn't watch a Mets slash Dodgers game in the nineties or two thousands. That story didn't come up. Remember Piazza's guy held a press conference to announce he's straight. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> That's where we were at some point in this country. Like, you had a press conference to announce that he's straight. Uh, he was so mad, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the steroids, he like, was like, oh, let's not talk about the steroids. <laughs> How are you on the juice? Oh, yeah. I don't don't, don't worry about that one. But what I'm sleeping with? It's a woman. <laughs> but, but Mike, you, you're, you're like all raged out and roided up. I mean, I don't worry about that. <laughs> you seem to grow five sizes in the last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gay is all I have to say about that. <laughs> and in the 90s, people were like, oh, he's, he's good. He's, he's good. good. Let's, go. All, let's go. I said that, that and getting the, the bad incident with uh, Roger Clemens are his three most claimed the fames. Yeah, that's probably right. He was on, Speaking he's on, of he was on Ray with Children once. Clemens <laughs> throwing the bat for no reason at him. It's like. He did a married children's bit with Joe Joe Morgan around the same time of that whole you know is he gay is he straight thing, and like in the show he's like a, he's controlling the camera and they purposely had him like staring up and down Kelly Bundy, and Joe Morgan's like Mike pay attention he's like oh I'm sorry I'm like really you know there's not, you know there's a little undertone with How this one insecure can you possibly yeah be? seriously you really have to how much more on the nose can you do it just ridiculous absurd <laughs> why don't you just have him read a Playboy while he's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> These girls get me so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's hot. Say a couple texts. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texture says, I know we are focused on football today, but are there any circumstances where you'd share what you know about what the consultant's report said about KP before he's hired? No. <laughs> we're, we're not getting into a KP topic uh, in the middle of football season. We're, I we got to quit letting KP distract us from the glory that is the Jeff Brom opening era. They did put out a new basketball video today, and it was just all Kenny Payne saying, you know, we've got some good offensive players on this team, but what are we going to win with? And the players being like, defense. And it's, just, it's a video of just a lot of defense. Manuel Corfor swats a shot. Trey White's playing on hard on-ball defense. <laughs> 
I know I hate this expression, but ha- I was half expected to hear you say, character! <laughs> <laughs> Love, no. And the next thing you see him is like opening the door for old ladies and stuff. <laughs> That's the montage. Sam Payne's doing meals on wheels. <laughs> character! We're going to beat Simmons College. That's my response to you. Simmons College, almost one, mo- one month from Monday. We're a month away from the first exhibition game. We're coming for you. And how are we going to do it? Defense. Defense. Character. Do you have any idea what the Simmons College mascot is? I had to look it up yesterday when I was writing the quick little. Um, the Devils? The Falcons. Oh. Simmons College Falcons. <laughs> uh, Plumley Bro texted him. I'm sure this is a KRC text. One of my UOL friends said that our struggles offensively had very little to do with uh, Scan. What was that guy's name? Scan Gorillo last year? Gangrel? Yeah, exactly. I couldn't disagree more. He says football is all about the Jimmys and the Joes, yet to some extent, but Skang was terrible for the offense thoughts. Football is, it's like when people say like defense wins championships, it drives me crazy because defense and offense win championships. Don't tell Kenny Payne that. The whole Jimmys and Joes versus the X's and O's, you need both. Like You need dudes and you need people that can coach those dudes. There's no way around it. Both, I think Jimmys and Joes probably a little bit more important than the X's and O's, but we've seen... I mean, Bobby Petrino knows his stuff. We've seen how bad a, a Bobby Petrino coached yeah. football team can be when he's not trying. Uh, and I think we found out firsthand the next year that there was enough talent on that team to be much, much better than 2-10 and ten and, and you know one of the worst Power 5 teams in recent memory. So if you don't have coaches, it doesn't matter how good you are. And if you've got the best coaches in the world but no talent, it doesn't matter how good the coaches are. You, and so you the, have, one of the best examples, I think, is what, North Carolina where they're like 8-24 and 24 with – then Roy Williams comes in with the same roster and wins a national title within yeah, a year. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's you, just, you've got to have both. There's no way yeah. around it. Uh, Texas says part of the Spectrum Disney agreement was to offer a discount to subscribers of both. TK should be able to get a better deal than that. I need a better deal. I need to get, get Spectrum on the phone and complain to them. I let them get away with way too much. There's no way you're going to take the time to call them and complain. <laughs> now, see, that's where you underestimate me because I, I will put I will put them on hold. On speakerphone and just say play video games while I wait for them and patiently wait to complain. I don't think you will. Oh, I have. I don't think you will. We both talked about how like you know, they always talk about if you listen to these financial planning shows or you know, whatever they'll tell young people one of the best ways to save money is constantly switch up your your TV providers and your know. internet providers. That's how you get the best deals. And I've said before, if I'm paying. Forty more dollars than I would be. Let's say we have Directv now, and let's say switching to Spectrum next year could save me one hundred and ten bucks. I'm willing to pay one hundred and ten bucks to avoid the hassle of switching TV and internet I, providers. Right, um, you and me again, same brain length. But so you brother. can take me for a ride. Like, yeah. I, I get, I get that you, you know, you've hyped up my, you've hyped up my charges for no apparent reason. I look at the, you know, it's just, and that's what they're banking on is the laziness that for we, sure. that, that we are, and it, it's, it's quite the business model to be so. Like hard to deal with that people just are willing to pay more just so they don't have to go through the pain painful process of having you come in and you know negotiate because I have done it a few times Isn't where I've gone the American way yeah it pretty much is my, <laughs> one, like my best friend's like a higher up for AT and T and he works with customer service and I'm like you are the reason why everybody hates you like, <laughs> you are the reason why everybody just I'm like you're the problem you you are I, I'm not not a day goes by that I don't remind him of this you're a good friend man but there have been times where I think it had like the first few years when I had more maybe gusto. I would call and just complain about the charges going up, and they do give in pretty easily. Like, it's it's not that hard to do. They're like, well, what we can do is we'll you know we'll give you 
the NFL package for free, and we can knock the internet down for ten dollars we'll a month this HBO year. HBO for three a month free yeah, or something. Yeah, like, that, I've okay, gotten that a couple okay, times. Cool. But you know, you do because the, the first couple times I really was like, I can't. We were in a different position financially, and I was like, we can't afford to do this. We're, yeah. we're canceling. We're out. And that's when they're like, oh, hold on, we'll take you back to your original price. And I'm like, well, damn, I just need to do this every year. But it's it's it takes up your entire morning. You can't get a hold they of these can. people. It's impossible. It's they know what they're doing. Well, they put you on hold, and I know because I've worked in their call centers before. So I've been the one like, please hold that tracks. And I put them on hold and be like, I'm gonna transfer you. And you put them on hold, and you literally just wait like five minutes before you even to transfer. I just get dropped usually, and then it takes 50 more minutes to get back to where I was. Well, they in fairness, I, that was effectively ineffective. I can't speak for everyone that's done that to you, but and and when it was me. I didn't actually drop you on purpose. I just didn't understand the phone system sometimes. <laughs> there were times great. I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm gonna have to put you on home transfer, and I go back and start watching what, what I was watching on Netflix on my little computer for a few minutes. Exact, that's, all of my suspicions it, have been confirmed. It, oh yeah, it's it's the truth. <laughs> I did work at a call center for a few months at Dayton my freshman year, and it was just like doing surveys. And I, I mean, everybody just hated you so much. What and, was it for? Like a company or? Uh, yeah, it was like like because I did like that. It was like, like a research firm. Okay, yeah. and like you. Know, I mean, for every 10 calls you made, one person was willing to engage in the survey. And every now and then you get somebody who was funny and that kind of made it worth it. But usually these people were angry. They're like, you've called seven times in the last two weeks. Take my number off this. I was like, I don't, sir, I don't have the ability to do that. You were more border te- like uh, telemarketer than it was, I oh, was. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, terrible. Yeah. I, I, did it for two t- I did telemarketing for two days. I hated it. I did it for like two months, and I was just like, I, I, I'd, I'd rather have no money. For college, then just do this. Somebody else will buy me beer. I'll pay him back. I just actually just felt, even as a teenager, like I felt bad because I'm like, I'm just, this is a, such a scam. It was such harassment. And the people that like would you know agree to it, I could always tell were kind of the older ones, and you know, little little, little, little I want to say slow, but naive, and just obviously just. And I was, it was bad. It was yeah, bad. and I would set. I remember setting one up for like my first time. I'm like, I just really feel bad. This person's gonna get like, harassed by some salesman. He's probably gonna take money they can't afford to pay, and. I think it was like this, my second and last day there. I called and I was, you, know, you give the, well, can you ask me when they're going to return? And I just remember the woman be like, good behavior, three to five years. Mm. I'm like, I don't know if they're telling the truth or not, but 16 year old Trevor like thought it was hilarious. So I was like, that's good. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for your time. And hung up. And then, yeah. Texas says, TK hasn't gotten much higher since the last time he was asked. That would be a first. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break. We come back four o'clock hour. We have a couple other tidbits to get to, a couple other stories that I want to touch on. We'll hit you guys back up on the Thornton Sex Line as well at 502 414 1450. Hour number two on the way next. Football Friday edition of the Mike Weatherford Show rolling on here on 1450 and 
Is this written by Roy Jones Jr.? I oh, was, I thought it was. I thought it was a different group of title. I thought the song was. No, it's, it's Roy it Jones from, Jr. Can't be Pro. touched. I was like, I assume it's the boxer, right? I guess I didn't know Roy Jones Jr. made. I didn't. <laughs> I just thought it was gonna be pumped up, and I was like, well, I've got to find him a clean version. No, that was pretty clean. So 2004. That Is that when that's from? Yeah. I just uh, never, like I said, I did not know this song existed until an hour ago. I think I might not shave until we lose. I was thinking about it. I was just I went to the bathroom during the break. I'm getting very scruffy. I've not shaved in a while. I'm thinking I might just let this go until we, we lose a football game. Do you want me to join you? Sure. Why not? I mean, I'm a little farther ahead of you, I think, because I haven't shaved for a lot longer than you have. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You probably grow fast. I don't, mine, mine doesn't even grow that fast, so that's the thing. Mine grows pretty fast. See, mine not me. I'm I have a big old beard. My, we, my we, beard is like is, is like it's its its, it's owner. So it moves it move, slow. I think I have chia pets that have, have grown faster than I have. If we get to five and zero, I'll be I'll I'll look like Grizzly Adams. The only problem with that is I did I did that with the uh, whatever year it was the uh, the Teddy year we lost to Syracuse, and like it was I, I felt like sick to myself as a fan because I, I didn't want us to lose, but I was so happy to shave because it was so itchy and it was getting on my nerves and it's like I just don't I don't know nothing against beard I, I can I don't mind doing a beard sometimes but. Those who have the beard like for years in their whole life, I can't. I don't know how you do it. It's Love just, a beard. Yeah, love a good beard. I give. I you got all my respect. It's much like the military, you're doing something I can't do. We're going to in the. I tell you what, we'll either do it at the end of this segment or the beginning of the next segment. We're going to give away two tickets to tomorrow's uh, Louisville City FC by popular demand, and by that I mean demand from like two people. We're going to make the question a soccer related question because the soccer diehards. Are upset that we've we've gone. I've I've taken it from soccer questions to get these tickets to more Louisville or show related questions. So we'll bring it back to its core. We'll, we'll bring it back to a soccer question. One of those guys is the one that says Pele every time. <laughs> one day we're gonna make Pele the answer, and we'll see if he actually sent text in. That's a good idea. <laughs> see if he catches on. Trevor, are you ready for your favorite segment of the week? Bowl projections, baby. Yeah. Let's see where folks have us it's going. It's a bowl time. Uh, uh. And what, which one of these <laughs> games sounds like the most attractive option to one Trevor Kelsey? Does anybody have us in the playoff this week? We'll find out. Ooh. The answer is probably going to be no. <laughs> Don't spoiler. Over at ESPN. Gosh, this is breaking bad all over again. They have two people who pick over at ESPN. Bonagura, I don't remember his first name. Ken, maybe? Sure. Ken says. It's worked for me. <laughs> Louisville versus Washington State. Okay. In the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. You know how many people I know in El Paso, Texas? That's how many. <laughs> New York City. December 29th <laughs> at 2 p.m. on ESPN is that game. The other ESPN pick is by Mark Schlebach, who Schleibach. has Louisville going to the Gator Bowl. This will be a sexy matchup against Texas A&M and Bobby Petrino. If Petrino's still there by that time. That's true. December 29th, that's if Jimbo's a, still there by the end. That's a noon kickoff in Jacksonville that also is on ESPN. Now, okay. Between those two, which would you prefer? Gator Bowl's the bigger bowl. I mean, not because it's a bigger bowl. Which one would you prefer better? Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl. Bigger bowl, better matchup. Yeah, yeah it's true. Action Network, of, which is basically just Brent McMurphy and, and Jeff Goodman, I think. Although Jeff Goodman's going to that new messenger or whatever with Seth Davis. So basically, Brent McMurphy's I the entire keep Action track Network. track of it anymore. You don't have to. I mean, I'm, keeping, I'm doing it for you. I love how the, the, the professionals are making fun of the conferences for moving around. That's what they're doing. Man, that's a little bit too <laughs> It's all for money, though, right? I mean, not really. <laughs> well, a lot of times these people are getting laid off. Mark, so it's more like the Mountain West. <laughs> Brett McMurphy uh, of Action Network has Louisville playing Central Florida in the Camping World uh, or in the Pop Tarts Bowl at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. 
That would be December 28th, 5.45 p.m. I would love to see Jeff Brom covered in a just heaping of Pop-Tarts after a game. Pop-Tart shower. What depends what flavor we're talking. Are they heated Pop-Tarts? No, hopefully not. <laughs> you said that's Central Florida too, right? Central Florida. I think that's the same thing they had. I don't want to do another Boise versus I don't like it. We've already we've we've been Florida down that place. Yeah, we've played Central Florida enough. and We've we been, own the AAC. We've established yeah, that. And we've been down to let's play a team on their home field in the bowl. It didn't go well for us. So. It's not fair either. No, it's not. We're done with you. We've beaten UCF the last two years. We're done with UCF. I mean, why can't we get a bowl here so we can host it? Jerry Palm of CBS says, uh, bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl at Yankee Stadium against Maryland. I love us in the pinstripe bowl. I don't want to play in the pinstripe bowl. I don't want to play Maryland. It's cold. It's a bad game. That, that, that would be a 6-6, six and 7-5 six, and five season for sure. Then i got to get mean to Renshaw. I don't want to do that. College football news uh, has us in the military bowl against UTSA. Speaking of bad bowl games, December 27th uh, on ESPN. That would be, yeah, that's, if we're playing UTSA in the, what bowl was it? That's the military bowl. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, do you feel like your season's been somewhat fell short of what you're, you, you That's talk- a definite six and six. Yeah, okay, good. Season. That's, I want to make sure I wasn't the only one thinking that, all right. 24-7 sports has us in the uh, pinstripe bowl as well against Rutgers, which would be kind of a, I, I could get up for that matchup. Yeah, I don't want to play in that game, but I could get up for that matchup. Athlon has us in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl against Oregon State. College Football Network has in the Mayo Bowl against Mississippi State. Wouldn't mind playing an SEC school for a victory. We always play an SEC school in bowl games, though. Always, besides last year. (laughs) Yahoo has us back in the Sun Bowl against Utah. I feel like the Sun Bowl seems to be in our cards. The final tallies here. We had five Sun Bowls last week. We're down to three Sun Bowls this week. Two pinstripes, one Gator, one Pop-Tart, one Mayonnaise. One military. That we're all over the place. Well, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but that sounds like one hell of a fun weekend. Sun Bowl's still the favorite. A little mayo on a Pop Tart. Little so mayo Pop Tart hanging out with the military in the sun. Eating some fried gator. <laughs> Eating some gator. Wearing baseball pants. I feel like, I feel like we're the Colorado State roster over here. <laughs> if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, you don't get it. Yeah. You got to be a little listener to get it. I, I want to ask this of the, the listenership here because I am curious. I saw. The Louisville football team is in Indianapolis now. They left about two hours ago. They're already up there. Good. I've seen a number of people that are like posting on social media channels, like leaving heading out for Indy now. If you are going to this game, are you making the trip tonight and making a night out of it? Or are you going up early tomorrow, maybe hanging out a little bit after the game and just doing the whole thing in one day? Because the noon kickoff team time does sort of put a wrench in, in plans if you were make, trying to make this a big weekend and get up early and tailgate and all this stuff. I feel like the a, a majority of fans are doing the hotel thing tonight, going up tonight, going to a bar, celebrating with Cardinal fans. I think there's an alumni party uh, tonight, and, and then just getting up early and hitting the tailgate scene as much as they can. But let me know if you're heading up to – if you're going up – the interstate right now. I know you're Choose not a text. doing it, but what, not what, while you're driving. What would what would well and voice texting? What would you what would your what would you do? I mean, I think it's obvious. You, you don't have to ask me. You know what I'm going to do. Well, it depends. I mean, the for a noon game, you know, I'm going the night before. And, and, but and making stay. it a one day is the cheaper option. You know, if you're trying to save a little bit of money, you go up and you just you, know, you don't have to pay for a hotel. You go yeah, up, go but to the game, the, come back. But this leads us to our cable discussion where I'm I'm willing to pay the hotel for for comfort and have to get up extra early the next day and and you know. The problem right. is, either way, you're not going to have a great tailgating scene. Like, like noon tail- I mean, I've oh, always yeah. said noon tailgates are what you make them. If you go in with the right mentality and you're like, you know what, it's 7 a.m., I'm going to drink coffee with a little Jameson, like, like whatever. I, not that I've 
<laughs> I've done that before. But wow, that was I oddly specific. I mean, back in the day, eh, that was pretty much my every Saturday because we played a lot of noon games back in the early 2000s and 2010s. But like, it's still it's it's not going to be the same type of thing as a 3:30 kickoff or later. No. So you know. Are you really say basically the question is do you want the Friday night experience? Do you want like just the the extra time to drink, the extra time with U of L fans, the extra time to do the cards cheer, and then get some good sleep and save yourselves two hours in the morning? That's where I'm thinking. It's the same. not you know. Well, you know me. I mean, I don't. How much is that worth to you? Like, are you yeah. willing to spend an extra couple hundred bucks to have that experience? Now, some people have been planning this since you know, they didn't care about the kickoff time. They were like. We're making a weekend of it regardless. Other people, I, I do have, I know a couple of people that are going up tomorrow morning and then staying the night in Indy, just staying there the rest of the day, which is another way to, it's a, it'd be a long day, but whatever. I'm curious though. Let me know. 502-414-1450. So you would be Friday night and then come home on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, anytime I've gone to, especially even, even to, uh, well, no, I guess when we played down in Nashville, I actually did the day of because that was a night game and I was living in Bowling Green, but. Uh, the one that uh, Braun was injured for when we played uh, Middle Tennessee State down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because um, that was a little different situation, but yeah, like I remember, like anytime I've gone to like a Rams game, which is you know going to be one o'clock on Sunday, I've gone the night before and stayed. I know that's a little longer drive than what we're talking with Indiana, but it's the same mindset goes. Like if I'm going to, if I was going to a Colts game on a Sunday afternoon, like at noon, uh, if I'd gone to one against Eagles last year, which I was out of town, so I'm out. My buddy, I gave my my tickets to my buddy Clay, and he took his son to his first Colts game. They're Colts fans, uh, so I was glad they had a good time, even though Eagles won. So haha. But they, I would have, yeah, I would have gone up. Even I would have gone and probably stayed the night somewhere. Just, just that way, I just get up fresh. I don't have to stress about driving up there. For, for all you know, you might get traffic going up there in the that, morning. So that's I was. I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen, right? I the mean, the only thing about the drive to Indianapolis is I sixty five is two lanes the entire way, and. When you have a lot of people going in either direction, it sometimes gets backed up. I mean, I've, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the the worst drive home after a U of L game my entire life. And anybody who was there, I'm sure can can relate. Is after the Michigan State Elite Eight loss in 2009. Like it was just nothing but sad Louisville fans driving back at the exact same time, and it mm-hmm. took us like five and a half hours because it was just bumper to bumper traffic all the way down I-65. So, and I don't know if you know this about Indiana, but their state bird could literally be the construction cone. Well, and they they can't drive. No, there's, there's one true drivers. There's one 100% true stereotype in the world. All the other ones are only loosely based on things. Some of them are completely made up. But Indiana people not being able to drive is the only true stereotype there is. Nothing boils my blood as much as trying to drive up Eastern Eastern Boulevard, whatever is here by us, to get to, uh, to where the mall is and all the fast food stuff is. Like it. Oh, else oh, are red. The light's green. We're just sitting there picking our nose, not paying attention. I've said it. <sighs> Before on the show, I will say it again. The in God we trust Indiana license plate people are my arch nemesis. <laughs> Anytime there's a bad driver on the road, whether it's in Louisville or across the bridge here, there's an 85% chance that it's someone with an in God we trust Indiana license plate. And by the way, I'd love to see Scoots like try to step up and be like, we're not that bad. Because I think he said that one time to me. I was like, Scoots, aren't you the one to hit a parked car in a, in a, in a parking lot? He can't help it. He I mean, yeah. Here. I was like, you're... What? You're not really helping your own defense here, buddy. It's in his DNA. He, he, can't, he can't help it at all. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas says, we're going early tomorrow morning. We leave at 8 a.m. We'll hopefully be there by 9.30. You hope you're going to be there by 9.30. I mean, that's playing it close. I mean, it's, that's... Yeah, again, when you get to traffic, there's other people. Yeah, there's, uh, I would say if I was going to leave in the morning, though, not, I would say I'd probably want to leave no later than 9. If I was going up well, yeah. there in the morning. But, I mean, you... 
that that leaves you virtually no tailgates. I mean, well, no, 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 no. I, but I think, I'm thinking if you're going in the morning, are you really going? To, are you going to tailgates? I mean, if you're, yeah. I mean, hopefully, this person's saying they're trying to be there by nine nine thirty. That gives you two and a half hours before kickoff. A solid hour and a half, probably to tailgate. Set up, yeah. have some drinks, enjoy yourself, get it going. I mean, it's the other thing. It's going to be. It shouldn't take that long to it get into be the two, stadium. Yeah, it would have an hour and a half to tailgate if they got left at nine, right? It's the game's at noon. No, he says he's going to get there at nine thirty. Oh, I thought he said he was leaving here like at nine. Okay, I'm no, sorry. He said he said leave at eight a.m. Get there by nine. My bad, I misunderstood. The other thing is getting into Lucas Oil probably not going to be as difficult as getting into a U of L game. I mean, there's, I can't imagine the crowd's going to be enormous for this game. I've got I know a couple people that live in Indianapolis and they're they're Indiana fans and they're 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 kind of pissed off because. They're basically saying, living here, you'd have no idea there's even a game going on this weekend. There's been no catering to IU fans in the area. They're not, nobody's talking about it. There's no promos anywhere. Like, I, like, if I didn't know any better, if I wasn't a Hoosier fan, I'd have no idea that there was a college football game being played at Lucas Oil on Saturday. And now Indiana has resorted. I saw Tom Allen said, they put out a flyer yesterday saying, if any, any student who shows up to the, the student rec center between these out is going to get a free ticket. They're giving away tickets to IU students wow. to come to this game, which I did see like all these IU students were like, I'm glad I bought two yesterday, you sons of like, like, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> welcome, welcome to the real world, buddy. <laughs> so, I mean, you should be able to get a little bit of extra tailgate time more so than you would at, like, you know, a Louisville game where you're trying to be in your seat before the, you know, the intro video and all that good stuff. And it does take a little bit longer with the ticket scanning. I think you know, it's, it's a bigger stadium that probably won't be, 60% full for this game, so you should be able to get there. I, I didn't realize Indiana's played at Lucas Oil twice before. Both games were against Ball State, and they actually lost one back in 2011, which is the Ball State? kind of embarrassing. 2011, they got beat 27-20. That's, you suppose Indiana doesn't play more games in the – I'm going to go over. Yeah, like they, I mean, that'd be a perfect place for you know, if they could ever get the U.K. game back on it, which I know is near and dear to your heart. Like That would be a good well, game to play there. Well, the basketball would be a, more than anything. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I guess – Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think – I would think, I mean, if I'm IU, I mean, if anything, just like maybe, you know, sneak a Michigan or Penn State or Ohio State game over there every so often. Yeah, why not? I mean, you can't help your revenue. I mean, your ticket sales, I mean, I mean, the Ohio State might be able to bring more people if you do that, which is going to help your ticket sales and revenue than as much as anything. And I mean, I wouldn't do the Purdue game like that because you want those to be home and homes because you want, that's the whole, you know, that's the best part of a rivalry is playing in front of the other team's crowd or vice versa. Texas, I've enjoyed uh, Indy the few nights I've stayed there, but just making a day trip out of it this time. I'm also coming from Champaign, Illinois, which is a little closer, and meeting family there. Indy's always a good time. Like I, I, I think I've stayed in Indy and had nights out there three or four weekends, and like it, it's always a fantastic time. That steak and shake in downtown is always hopping, always packed. <laughs> Seen several good fights there before. I got steak and shake the other day. Steak and shake's great. I didn't steak and shake in so long. Texas says, uh, I'm not going, but I would spend as little time in Indianapolis as possible. See, I like Indianapolis. It's I have no problem. I mean, it, it does have the, the reputation. Was it Nap Town? That's what the, the NBA yeah. would call it. Well, that's what UofL called it back in the day. Yeah. Uh, Poncho Wright. But no, that's the, that's that's the slogan, yeah. I like it. I have no problem with Indianapolis. Texas, y'all should mention that Louisville is selling student tickets in a round-trip bus ride for $20. Well, that's good. Get it going. Get that bus ride, students. Texas says Ball State was 12 and 0 and ranked 12th in the nation in 2008. Stop the slander. Well, it wasn't when they played Indiana. Wait a minute. Ball State was 12 and 0 in in, in a season. How do I not remember that? I don't really remember it that much either. I do remember them having a, a really good quarterback at one point in the 2000s. 
But I, I mean, think, I get them having like a good second, like maybe a nine-win season. But it was Nate Davis. That name sounds familiar. They did beat Western that year. What year did he say this was? Two thousand eight, and they oh, did okay. go. They went twelve and uh, they went. They were twelve and two. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. The next year they went two and twelve, two and ten. So they started twelve. Now and that, 0. that was that was Brady Hoax last year before he bounced. They started twelve and zero. They lost in the MAC championship game to Buffalo, and then lost their bowl game to Tulsa. They lost forty five thirteen in their bowl game. Yeah, they got destroyed by Tulsa. They did beat Indiana that year though, forty two to twenty. Yeah, they did. They also beat Western Kentucky that year. I said that already. I didn't hear you. I'm <laughs> not listening. You're, you're in the zone. Texas Louisville should make uh, should have made this a wideout game since both teams have the same colors. I did. I mean, I, I a couple friends that I have that that were going up there early in the week were doing the whole. Do you know what we're wearing? We don't want to wear red if Indiana is going to be the team in red. And I, I, you know, I was like, I think technically it's a neutral side game, but since we're more of the road team, my guess is we're going to be in white. Plus, so they don't wear red; they wear crimson. Oh yeah, it means. Hey, it, I gotta get the crap about Florida State wearing uh, burgundy. I mean, then, then you're going to get a it's not their color. Indiana's not red. The crimson. Yeah, there you go. See, it works both ways, doesn't it? But you wouldn't want to wear a clover that's close that to that. Vigilance, crimson, and clover. You wouldn't want to wear <laughs> red when Indiana's going to be wearing their crimson jerseys, is my point. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if you are making the trip, my suggestion would be wear white because the team's wearing white. We're walking. Have you seen the, the uniforms we're wearing? I would think black, but okay, yeah. Well, we're wearing white, so. Yeah, but Indiana has white in their color, too. But the t- our team is wearing white for the game, Trevor, is the point. <laughs> Have I seen what we're wearing yet? No, yes. I'm not. The icy uniforms that Adidas gave us, which is – I feel like Adidas always does the thing when you've got two Adidas schools playing each other, they give them sort of off the, the beaten path uniforms, specialty uniforms, and these are – they look cool. So are they going. on the Twitter account maybe? Yeah, I think there was Wednesday. I'm sorry, the about. X account. Just say, just – it's Twitter. We're Sears Towering it. <laughs> Um, we're the Sears Tower. <laughs> we're Sears Towering it. It's, yeah, white face mask, white everything. All white everything. Icy for indie, baby. Icy for indie, baby. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't mind them. I like them. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Approved. You can wear them. Texas says, I live in Indiana, about an hour away from Indy, so we'll be heading up tomorrow morning. So this sounds like, I mean, maybe it's just because people are driving up right now, but it does sound like a majority of people that are responding are saying they're going to go tomorrow morning, which is fine. I get that. I don't. You hate it. I won't get up that extra early. I mean, when I, then I'm just tired during the game. Texas, whoa, whoa, whoa. Kentucky people can't bleeping drive either. Well, Louisvillians can. Which isn't, it's not really Kentucky. Oh, Louisville can drive. Yeah. We're much better. Yeah. And then, now, like, now, don't get me wrong. We're not like Ohio aggressive driving. Like, Ohio is like aggressive. Which, Ohio is somewhat aggressive. Here's the this is the classic. Which I'm more famed towards aggressive than than the way Indiana drives, which is just not the classic point. Ohio move. Which I, starting in college, refer to as the Ohio is the person who's driving sixty miles an hour in a sixty five in the far left lane, and you're like you're riding their ass to get them over, and then when they get over, they speed up to like eighty instantly. <laughs> That's the Ohio move. That's every person in Ohio does that. I'm like, well, if you just what, what the speed that we would have no problem over here in the left lane. That's I don't remember having that much experience through the Columbus area, but I guess it's a Dayton thing, maybe. Check it out the next time. I've driven to Columbus a couple times the last couple of years too. Yeah. See it pretty frequently. <laughs> it's still there. Texture says bowl projections sound like a dirty Mike and the Boys party. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great I love dirty Mike and the Boys. <laughs> the person's other text this morning was if being catfish was a section on the ACT, Scoots would get a thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Good text. Come on, poor Scoots. Is KRC going to try to make Scoots take the ACT now? 
I mean, do you think – it depends on what score. What if I get a good score? Do you think Scoots would take it just to, like, prove he could do better than me? Do you think that you would beat Scoots in the ACT? On the ACT? Yes. That sounds like a challenge to me. I mean, I would, at least Scoots wouldn't get the odd looks. They just think he's just a student there. Well, he's young looking. What is that? Is that an insult? I don't think, he, yeah. I mean, sure. I was saying he looks young. That's a nice compliment. Sure. It wasn't like I mentioned a step stool to get into the desk. Texture says Ohio drivers never get out of the left lane. It's so true. It's, I'm telling you, it's the Ohio. They just they <laughs> live there. Texture Texter also says the candy striped pants are a great reason to hate Indiana. I don't hate the candy striped pants. I mean, do you have a little bit of respect for the, not, the last team to not put their name on the jersey, too? Yeah. I mean, I think they're like literally the last one, aren't they? Like that does it on a regular basis. I mean, I know some other programs still don't do it. Yeah, but, but they probably I, can't I afford to do it. Well, like no, Indiana. But, but I don't know if they ever just did it before because, like, it, it's it's a coach's thing. Like, remember, Patino was the one who brought the names to jerseys here. That's I think some thing. other programs that don't do it, it's just based on that coach. So I don't know if Indiana is like the only one that has just never done it. But it's I mean, whatever. I don't really care that much. It's I don't know. I just yeah, I give a little bit of respect for the to want to keep that tradition alive as long as as they have. It's sort of like the Penn State nothing helmets. Like you, I know you probably because you, you were even especially younger and, and 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 when Patino added name, but a little part of me, even twenty one year old Trevor, whatever I was at the time, I'm twenty two. Like it did kind. I was kind of like, yeah, I, I was kind of standoffish at first. Now, now obviously it's been you know twenty twenty years, and I'm used to it, and it doesn't bother me anymore. But I mean, I'm sure you can not be surprised that even I had a little bit of old man in me at that point. Sure, I know you were probably like, yay names. There's absolutely not. I will argue with you on this. No one in this area can drive. Everyone is an idiot. <laughs> I think everybody everywhere feels like nobody can drive in their city. And the traffic's always the worst there. I think Louisvillians are great drivers. I have no uh, except for the ones who pause, get, make me stop in, a, in, my, in the left lane because you want to get to the front of the right lane and it's, it's backed up traffic. Well, that's just a selfish thing. Yeah. That's not even poor driving. It's just I will honk things. my horn at you, and I've done it before, and I'll do it again. Texas, does the football team have a turnover gloves or a touchdown belt this season? No, I don't think they're doing anything like that anymore. I respect that more. I think we only did it that one season. We had the Ali gloves and the, and the belt. I mean, having a belt at least makes sense for us because, I mean, the Ali thing. But it's just, I'm, I, don't know, I just don't, I don't even want to do it anymore. No, even if it does make sense because everyone does it. It's so just cool. I think people IU, had, IU has their own WWE belt because. Do uh, they? Well, Vince McMahon's grandson plays for IU. No. Did, did I not tell you that? You did. Okay. It's Shane, it's Shane's oldest son. He's always a walk-on. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Texas car insurance is cheaper in Indiana than Kentucky because Indiana has better drivers. No, it's not. Fake Are news. You, sure about, you think it's car tractor there, Texas? It's fake news. Texas, no KRC is trying to make Scoots download a dating app. They also asked what would be higher, KP's win total or Trevor's ACT. Well, I, know, did that, yeah. I know they did that. Well, I want to. How are you doing a date? I, I already did a dating app with with, with Walker. Remember, I, t- I got on Big Blue hookup. Yeah. yeah, Scoot strikes me as a guy that that I'm surprised he hasn't been on dating apps before. I feel like he's not afraid to wade into those waters. Yeah, I could see him doing that. I mean, he's willing to like just fall in love with a random stranger on text, and yeah, he's open with his heart. Something that we need more out of from you. Because wow. he, you're anti dating websites. Tra- tra- dating tra- tra- Trevor's been down those roads. He's 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 he's, he's, he's his heart is hardened. Clearly. It's, yeah, it's a little, little made of stone now. You get a lot of love to give. Yeah. yeah. Texas, double or nothing, the $500 bet on the ACC scores. Would you do that? Would you put up the, you know, 500 bucks, you get your money back from the horrible Eastern Michigan-Louisville bet, but if you lose, 
if if Scoots is smarter than you, you now owe him a thousand dollars. That would be a difficult pill to swallow. Can 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 I make? Can I decide on it after I see my own scores? No. Crap! I was say. I didn't think you'd say you were that. Go for that. But. Nah, it's not fair. Yeah, if you look at twenty five, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, twelve. It's like nah, never mind. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. Well, I guess we kind of made the original bet without actually seeing the team. So, I mean, that 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 would be kind of fair. Um. Let me think about that one first. That's a no. Here. That's an absolute no, though. If you're not an automatic <laughs> response there, that just means no. No, I'm not going to jump into something for a grand. Like 500, I mean, not that that's jump change, but, you know, that that's one thing. We're talking about 1,000. That's, that's, you jumped head first. That's a horse of a different color. You, there was zero hesitation when you were talking about Eastern Michigan versus Louisville last year. Well, hell yeah. Should I have? No doubt whatsoever. I had seriously, I believed more. In I Louisville. told you not to do it. No, you did. You tell me a lot of stuff. I do. Sometimes I'm right. I'm like your I'm like your practice kid over here. You're kind of like more like my real kid. <laughs> he thinks you a learn. lot more work. At least you didn't have to change my diaper. That's true. John's crapping yeah. everywhere. Texture says, uh, <laughs> confirm or deny Shirley Donovan is Evan Daniels. I can neither confirm nor deny that. Oh, it's okay, yeah. I was like, I was like who's Trilly? What? <laughs> I haven't seen Evans. Evans on Twitter. I don't feel like I don't see him on there as much. Evans too busy. I mean, he's 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 the same. I think I follow him still. He's a big sports agent now. I mean, he represents a lot of the biggest names in college basketball, including Rick Pitino. Um, he's doing a lot of stuff. I, I can't imagine that he has that much time to keep up with all the recruiting news, but it's possible. It's that's, possible. That's probably, that's probably, I guess the last it was last tweet was April first. So yeah, he stays off now. Yeah, but maybe he's t- took up Charlie Donovan. I don't know. I can't imagine that. Like having a Twitter account, rogue Twitter account, to get out the inside information that you have is one thing. But now Trilly's launched his own website and he's doing stories again and like writing. I can't imagine Evan would want to do that after years and years of doing that. And you know, he was Evan is doing very well for himself. He's the ball burner, right? Burner ball, yeah. Same difference. Evan's doing very well for himself. He's always done very well for himself. I don't think he needs to any sort of additional. Revenue flows, especially ones that are that much of a time suck. Yeah, that's what happens when you go to Western. Texture says, at Bourbon and Beyond, so I'll listen to the podcast. The vibes are right. Cards win by two TDs tomorrow and are undefeated going against Notre Dame. I wish he'd tell me who's playing when he says that text. Oh. Are we the only ones from the big X station that didn't like, go to that? I guess the KRC guys didn't, but I, I saw uh, Dugan and, and, and Kim up to concert last night. They putting up, joined little Billy Strings. Dugan loves Billy Strings. Mary and I were talking about this last night. I feel like Bourbon and Beyond is the it's the biggest event in Louisville that I just I don't know anybody that ever goes. Like I I know people that well, used I know to a go bunch to of people there, yeah, but a, okay. a bunch of music festivals, but like I I don't like I don't I don't don't know anybody who's going to that. Almost everybody does my fantasy football league. Who by the way I'm playing Ryan Miles this week. Shout out Ryan Miles. Yeah, he's he's not very happy. He didn't start uh, Kirk Cousins against me last night. He's wondering what happened with Swift, but um. Yeah, I think almost everybody in that league that I know because they're are, are probably at that concert right now. It's not working. It's none of your friends work. No, pretty much no. Ridiculous. Well, you got to remember one of them's dating a, a teenager, so. <laughs> well. Texas, I don't want to look ahead, but TK rapid firing the year Alaska became a state gave me more hope that he made a 36 on the ACT and will be celebrated on College Game Day, marking the beginning of the second year of the Cardinal. That was a hell of a call. I'm telling you right now, if they put history on, I'm good with history, especially if it's multiple choice because I'm usually within like a year or two of something. I'm always in that area. Like, but and why isn't history not on the ACT? Great question. 
I mean, you got science. You've They're got, out to get you. I mean, what's this? You got reading and English. It's like two of the. It's like one of the same thing, right? Basically, yeah, it's pretty much the same stuff. They hate Trevor Kelsey. This is, you know what? I, I, the texture said this earlier, and I've heard it before. It's culturally biased. It is against just you specifically, and and and, and anybody else. This is, I know history. Can we get? I'm mean, looking. They're looking at the presidents during the test. Like I want history. Why is that not on there? I don't know. This is why. This is what's wrong with this country today. We don't. We don't give, teach history. You're not wrong. Ridiculous. Um, Texter said Pulled like a 40 off that And spread my whole score up Cesar says Trevor's mom is going to Bourbon and Beyond So is his cousin I feel like you know, Out of context you think that's one of those jokes <laughs> yeah, At first I kind of did <laughs> But uh, no. no he Yes and yes, and, and Tina Yes his wife His lovely wife is going to say And they're all going to I think they're going together Say if you're listening You're driving my mom Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm watching this kid during the damn concert. You better give her a ride. Oh, you're babysitting. Yeah, you got Cameron coming over to hang out with me that day. Texas will, Texas will college game day come to Louisville if we win the next three games. I think it, it, a lot of it depends on what Notre Dame does. They still have to play. Um, they, they have Duke and Ohio State before they play us. If we're both undefeated, because remember, we looked at this before the season. That's still yeah, a, it's a pretty loaded weekend of college football. There was, What was the one game that was the big one? It wasn't it was Alabama was, A&M, which now Alabama has a loss. Yeah, that, that might have been it. I was going to say there was one that was like, we're like, oh, it's going there. I think it was Al- Oklahoma, Texas is that weekend. That's Well, that's it then, yeah. I mean, you can't, they're going to be at the Red River Shootout. That's a given. But, the the I mean, maybe it's a, that's our, I mean, it's a noon game. They try, I think they try to avoid that. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky, Georgia. Eh. No, I mean, unless they're Alabama both. A&M is that weekend. That, now, that Kentucky's undefeated going at. into Georgia. That could be a, that could be a threat to us. But honestly, the, the ones that we were worried about going in are less imposing now. I feel like our only competition is going to be Texas Oklahoma. And look, I mean, Oklahoma. Oh, they're bad. Has not if if they have a couple losses, they'll go to a undefeated Louisville versus an undefeated Notre Dame first, unless. And Oklahoma does play, let's see, they're at Tulsa, at Cincinnati, versus Iowa State. It's a pretty easy schedule, actually, so they could definitely be undefeated. But unless game day goes to, like, Ohio State and Notre Dame and doesn't want to double up on Notre Dame, that would be twice in three weeks. That would be the only thing. I think there's a shot, but I would not put us as the favorite, I guess is my is the best answer I can give here. We're in the ballpark, though, right? We're in the ballpark. Apparently, Austin Eckler's out. Our boy Ryan just texts me and says, I'm bleeped. Austin Eckler's out? Guess so. He's out for this week. A lot of guys getting hurt already. I know. Uh, we've got we, we have two tickets. Let's do it right now. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. We have two tickets to give away to tomorrow night's hey, Lou City San Diego San Diego Loyal SC Soccer Contest at Lynn Family Stadium. Seven thirty is the kickoff time. Here we go. Uh, we want it. You want you want a soccer question? Here you go. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. The first person to correctly answer this question will win two free tickets. To tomorrow night's match. As of right now, in this 2023 season, who is Lou City's second leading goal scorer? Second leading goal scorer. 502 414 1450. The first person to correctly answer that question, who has the second most goals for Lou City this season, is going to win two free tickets to tomorrow night's game against San Diego. I already forgot their name. SC. Every time I hear the promo for the the, the racing Lou, I, I want to say they're. I feel like they're playing Stacy Dash. 
Houston Dash. I know, and I keep my mind always magically because it stays. I got just picturing them poor little girl from the the girl from Clueless out there by herself running around trying to chase the ball. <laughs> Pele's greasy grandma is not the correct answer. <laughs> He's screaming at the one dude for shaving his head. <laughs> no one has gotten the, the correct answer yet. Second leading goal scorer <laughs> for Lou City. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. Serious answer. Ronaldo is not correct. Asensi's not correct. Dylan Morals is not correct. McCabe is not correct. I'm not the one hasn't said my mom yet. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, so well, he's helped him out uh, right there. 502 414 second leading goal scorer on the season. First person to correctly answer is going to get two free tickets. Tomorrow I'm thinking, there it is, TK Mom. No, that's it. <laughs> there it is. I was like, where did somebody want? Oh, Texture says, wait, did I just hear that Trevor's watching someone's kid? Was literally every other person they know busy? <laughs> well, yeah, because my mom's the other person that watches him. <laughs> John Ramsey incorrect. There we go. We finally got the correct answer. Cameron Lancaster. <laughs> Boom. And then right after that, someone said Lancaster, but I don't want the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you knew. There we go. Uh, perseverance rewarded there. The same person who guessed John Ramsey guessed, guessed Cameron Lancaster and got it correct. Uh, we'll get your information during the break. Hey, I said that, so I'm watching it. I say his kid's Cameron. It's his son's name. Boom. Done. Look at that. Nice. I'll take a break when we come back. More oddball, uh, odds and ends stuff. 5 o'clock, we'll kick things off, but with the full-on Indiana-Louisville breakdown. And then 5.30, we're going to pick the best games of the weekend, including our high school game of the week. You can vote now for that on Twitter, at Card Chronicle. I think it's pretty much a runaway because we got mail versus Trinity tonight. But if you want to vote for somebody else, you still have time to do so. We'll be right back here. More Rutherford Show is next on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Dating a Kelsey. Uh, this is the closest I've ever come to dating. It's like I'm dating Taylor Swift. She's going to write some songs I about it. I sent a message. I think I said to you and I said somebody else. I was like, look, I'm just telling people I'm dating Taylor Swift. I mean, how many times I, every every fantasy football draft year, I'll get a text from a friend like, I said Trevor Kelsey at the draft. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> it happens in my own draft. But, I mean, I think at one point someone texted me. He's like, Matt Jones was breaking down you on his national show, or tight ends, and he said Trevor Kelsey like three times. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I know. But I, it's not, first of all, I, I love the confusion, but, you know, Jason and Travis are my brothers. I'm the third Kelsey, the one that no one talks about. So I'm the Cooper of the family. It's all right. We've got to have one because one day my son will be the best quarterback in the country. I can't end. wait until you guys break up and her single big ex-boy goes – Platinum next year. <laughs> what would her songs be about you? Uh, it'll be uh, TK, How, Why Did You Do Me? Like that. <laughs> How could you be so cruel, TK? He's my little big ex-boy. He's my... <laughs> <laughs> 
You were you you were my you were my big X, and I was your triple X. Uh, it's gonna be it. If I only know. you cared about me as much as you care about the ACT. I just don't want her to rap during it. Well, she's got she's going to. <laughs> she's, I didn't see past the rapping. I mean, she never really rapped. We're playing fast and loose with that term, right? <laughs> Among other things, for sure. Five zero two four one four forty fifty the Thornton sex line. Uh, we mentioned Louisville men's soccer in action tonight. 8 o'clock, if you're looking for a way to kick off your sports weekend, you're not heading to Indianapolis until tomorrow or not at all. Uh, Lynn Stadium will have your tickets there at the gate. 8 o'clock, home opener for ACC play. The UofL men's soccer team is number 5 in the country, still unbeaten after last week's uh, tie at Syracuse, the reigning national champions. Go out and support John Michael Hayden and the boys. They're having a hell of a year. Yep. Make it happen. Uh, I'm trying to get an update on the UFL field hockey as well, who's playing North Carolina right now. I love, I love this athletic tweet I saw. Former NFL quarterback believes mushrooms will save the world. The story of <laughs> the story of how Jake Plummer wants to live forever. <laughs> and it looks like there's a picture of Jake Plummer who I would have bet dollars of donuts that might have been Charlie Manson. <laughs> he looks a lot like him or what he would have Better than Jack. Yeah, looking that way. Uh, Louisville, like, by the way, has lost. It's an official final. Oh. North Carolina always very tough. North Carolina comes away with a two nothing victory. The field hockey team tastes defeat for the first time this fall. They'll be back. They'll be back and better. Number four in the country. It's fine. Still a top five team. We still beat Northwestern. We're good. Uh, everything's fine. The vibes are not off. Don't worry about it. No, We're okay. Nothing is bleep, dude. Nothing. Everything's fine. We're all good here. Uh, I'll take a couple more texts here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says Trevor is going to end up being Santa at a local mall if he doesn't shave until we lose. <laughs> I do not have the patience for that. Could you be a mall Santa? Oh, God, no. I would be Billy Bob Thornton sober. I mean, I, I, would, I don't know. I just I don't have the, no, I don't have the patience. Maybe young, tw- Trevor in his 20s would have, would have been able to do it. Like Trevor in his 40s is like, no, I'm no. Cigarette break. It's a candy cane, kid. Don't worry about it. A buddy of mine had like a housewarming party probably like 10 years ago, and these two guys are playing music, and you know, they're just in his backyard. He hired these guys, and I'm like, they, I don't want to say it. They both look like kind of like they're both Santa Claus. <laughs> and I, I finally, I think I got drunk enough to bring it up, and he's like, oh no, they, they met as mall Santas. They both are mall Santas, and they met, they formed a friendship, they both played music, and this is what they do now. And these guys were just getting drunk as hell and playing the worst renditions of Sweet Home Alabama you've ever heard, and it was a fantastic night. Like, if it was for, like, a, like a small event or something, or, like, you know, some big X event or for the kids or something, for, <laughs> I would do it then. But, like, to actually sit at the mall for eight hours? No, the mall, I would not do for it. For Sarah's kid? Yeah, I would do it for Cameron. And Taylor's a little, I mean, he's, like, 21. I don't think he's a little too old for that, but, I They're mean. never too old. Yeah. Now it's funny. I think I've told you this: the, the the cousin in question who you 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 have issues with. I do. Um, and of course, it all stems back to her having her wedding on the day of the Florida State Louisville game in 2018, uh, which you know obviously was the the end of the the season in that coaching staff. I think I told you this, her. So her father in law is a professional Abraham Lincoln impersonator. <laughs> have, I not, have I told you this? How is the uh, how's the market for something like that? I you think it would be not great? Not great, but it's I is mean, it just schools? I mean, I, I didn't really ask to be honest with you cuz I didn't know this when I got there. And you can I'm sure you can imagine. I'm there and I mean, he's sitting like near me and I'm like I finally told my mom I'm like, "Okay, I I'm not that stoned." 
But you, are you? I'm, I'm not the only one that thinks that looks like Abraham Lincoln, right? I mean, he's got the hat <laughs> on for God's sakes. And she's like, "No, that's 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 you know Olivia's new father-in-law. I guess it's his stepfather, or her husband's stepfather. But like, that's that's his profession. I was like, that's his like full-time job. She's like, "Yeah, that's like what he does for a living." I'm like, I, I mean, the wife looks like Mary Todd. <laughs> like it was it was hard to take the ceremony seriously. And then we're like at the you know at the, at the reception and it's an open bar and I'm like, this guy is like and he's like walking he talks like normal he's like, I'm like hi I'm Trevor he's like nice to meet you I'm like whoa like, <laughs> I'll never forget so in in fifth grade we were doing we were learning about the Civil War and one of our, my classmates her dad was like a big he he would do like Civil War reenactments and I guess he like yeah. he was like a historian. And so he came in in character, like was dressed in his all, like his blues army out, his his outfit, Union Army Army outfit, and like took he was in character the entire time, like took questions from us, <laughs> like dumbass fifth. Like I remember one of the first questions, like my buddy's like, "Were you at the Battle of Appomattox?" And he's like, "I'm not familiar with the Battle of Appomattox. I've heard it's a courthouse somewhere." And then out of nowhere, this kid, this kid in class was like, "He's like, how does it feel?" To thrust a knife into someone's flesh, because like, like, I don't know if I could ever do it. Just the feel, and you, you can tell the father, like he like breaks. He's like, well, uh, he's like just totally breaks character. He's got Someone no idea. Keep the cats away from this kid. <laughs> he's thinking about how to answer just general questions about you know this battle and that battle, and he's like, he's like, how does it feel? to thrust the cold blade into another man's flesh and see the life drain from his eyes. Like tell Bundy in Wayne's World. <laughs> you tell the dad, was like, holy bleep, kid. Like, what is it? like, Rachel, don't talk to this guy anymore. I, I didn't do that. I think the, the, the dumbest thing I probably said to him was, like, seen any good plays lately? He just, kind of, he just kind of looked at me. He's like, if he just hit you in the face. <laughs> yeah, you haven't heard that one before. Yeah. He just starts, he just starts bumbling your ass. What did Trevor do? Honestly... I would be somewhat okay if I got my ass kicked. Lincoln by is beating Lincoln. the crap out of that guy. <laughs> Could you imagine is that trending? Abraham Lincoln beats <laughs> up some fat dude at a, at a wedding reception. He's like hitting me with a chair. He's like, <laughs> like I'm not John Wilkes. I swear. <laughs> Four score and seven ass kickings ago. <laughs> Four score and you're gonna shut the bleep up. <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that you talked like it too was just uh, it. It blew my mind a little bit. It was kind of like when you watch like the uh, there was a Benjamin Franklin in the Office episode. Yeah, he's like he's that like like gung ho about it. Like even off the even when his son's getting married, he's sitting there looking like Abraham Lincoln. But I guess you can't shave for even a, a social event, right? I I mean, but no. I guess you could have left the hat at home, maybe. But I don't know. <laughs> but he didn't. Mary Todd's just sitting there. I'm like, you go insane. Your boy says, uh, say says Bronson Pinchot should, should do the cameo to announce Trevor's ACT score. That's that's the, that's the, the guy from Perfect Strangers. Yes, Surge. Do you want to die for your Camry? No. Why would he do? Is that an inside joke? Why? It's him. It's, yes, it's an inside joke. Yeah, it's between me and him. His wife, her favorite, just an inside joke between her and me is from Major, uh, the third one, where he's like, do you want to die for your Camry? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> she just loves that line. It's an inside thing. Texture says, Taylor Swift uh, line, TK like a salad bland, no taste and always needs to stay dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Can Taylor Swift write a love song about me dumping her? <laughs> By the way, am I the, well, I, I mean, can I, 
I got a dumper, right? Because, I mean, that's how her life goes. I think she usually initiates the breakups. Now. Oh, does she do yeah. the breakups? And why is she always writing depressing songs about it? She's the one breaking up. Well, she's still sad about it. Well, then don't break up with him. Well, that doesn't make any sense. That just makes her a liar. Not really. Yeah, it does. If you're the one breaking up, you can't write a sad song that you, they're gone. Sure you can. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. You go back with them. Well, I mean, you can see. You may not want to do it. I can't be like, I, why, why did you leave me when I'm the one that rejected you? Maybe it's not rejection. It's just you recognize that it's not the best thing for either of you. Nah. You're seeing things very black and white here. <laughs> Cocky pop. Texas says, uh, have you seen, have you been shaving while UofL is winning? If so, you have to keep up routines or you screw up the, with the cosmic flow. I'm trying to think. I think I may have like, I know I didn't shave before last week. This has been a couple weeks. I think I shaved before like Virginia's birthday party, which was the Saturday after the Georgia Tech win. That would have been the last time, I think. Because I'm pretty scrubby. Usually I'll just like trim like the, I'll, I'll trim the beard and I'll shave the, like the neck and like the little scruff that kind of goes out on, on the face, like to get the beard line. Yeah, well, I don't think you're a Louisville fan. Well, not, I don't make it a line beard. <laughs> but you have to get your natural beard line. Uh, I haven't shaved since Louisville season started, except for the, uh, I, I have to trim like the uh, above the lip because it, nothing drives me more insane when it gets too long and above my lip and it's. Can I feel it? Oh, yeah. I mean, and sometimes I end up like goofy because I end up just shaving the whole thing off and then I'm left with like. The, the bald upper lip but the the beard, everything else beard, which is what I've got going on right now. That's not a good look. Yeah, but, I mean, everything else about me doesn't look great either, so I figure what the hell. That's not true. At least I'm comfortable. Texture says, okay, there's no way there's more than one Abraham Lincoln impersonator in Louisville. It's got to be the guy who worked for, uh, for, for a couple years. He retired from the insurance industry and just does it as some kind of retirement deal. But yeah, he's a super history buff and looks like Abraham Lincoln pretty much twenty four. I mean, are there multiple? Does he have competition? Like if I go to the go to the phone book and look up Abraham Lincoln impersonators, is there going to be more than one? That's a great. Is question. there a phone book? This is a great question. Is it in the phone book? Is there, is there really a phone book still? By the way, <laughs> Texas Trevor, it's twenty twenty three. Taylor has happy songs. Please listen. She does a lot of happy songs. Probably her, her husband, his his son in law, is actually a, a high school rep too, as well. Really? Yeah, it's his profession. Hmm. Texas was said person whose dad was the Civil War reenactment soldier. Was their last name Forrester? It was not. It was actually a girl who she she moved away. She's in my fifth grade class. She moved away that after that year, or it was either that year or after sixth grade. Uh, but but no, she's does not. To my knowledge, does not live in Louisville anymore. Texas, my name is Serge, not Serge. Sounds like detergent. <laughs> Bronson Pinchot and Beverly Hills Cop 3. Beverly, yeah. You want an espresso? <laughs> There's a guy that, I just typed in Abraham Lincoln impersonator of Louisville, Kentucky, and like he comes up like a Lincoln our, our, right, right, right off the bat. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's, his, uh, it's a Lincoln, uh, Larry, Li- oh, Larry Like Lincoln. I thought it was like the LinkedIn page. My bad. <laughs> I was like, this is. There's uh oh that's him yeah Larry Elliott yes that's the guy you that's almost the, bought you yeah that's the guy who, that's that's his yeah it's her last name now Elliott that took me a minute to remember what my own cousin's last name is now yeah but it's him he's yeah, he's he's very popular apparently you know this is the land of Lincoln you know every state tries to claim Abraham Lincoln there we is, are the land of Lincoln. Lincoln the true the true land of Lincoln is this one well and there's also Indiana and Illinois too though that's what I'm saying every state tries to claim him. But he's ours. He was born here. That's pretty much it. But he was born here. Educated here. 
Impersonated here. Impersonated here to this day by Larry Elliott. We should have Larry come in here and do this. I kind of want to know. I feel like we need to make this happen now. He's like, he's in his bio. He's like, I grew up in Indiana, became a self-taught lawyer in I, Illinois. There's a, there's a picture of him on this other page now. Larry and Mary. It costs prices start at two hundred dollars per event. Yeah, they tell me like put a, like a, just put an ad onto his house. We just have one. Maybe we can just have them do a show next time that we are we're on our break. We can have Larry and Mary can produce. Larry can host, and that'll be the show. I mean, look, that, that, this is what I was looking at at the wedding. Well, I'm trying to pay attention to Louisville and Florida. Like Florida State's getting coming back. Little choking away a lead. I'm out of it, and I'm over looking at. I'm seeing pictures. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine Trevor? I mean, yeah, he looks like he looks like uh, Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) Mary texted, and I've forgotten this too. (laughs) Her great her great grandfather found Lincoln's parents' marriage certificate at the Washington County Courthouse. He's ours. Say what? Mary's great grandfather found Abraham Lincoln's parents' marriage certificate at the Washington County Courthouse. He was born in Hodgenville, but his parents got married in Springfield. Did should they keep? Did you, did you sell something like that? How much is that worth? I don't know. I don't. I don't think you supposed to go like Nicholas Cage and like donate it, just rather like. Yeah, I'm sure it goes into museum. Yeah, but still, I would sell it, right? I mean, he even still got one percent of a billion dollars. Yeah, so because they found that there, like, so Hodgenville is always known as his boyhood home. But there's this big debate that he was probably born in Springfield because his parents got married there. So that's you know, everybody claims Lincoln. Springfield claims him. Kentucky claims him. Illinois claims him. Indiana. Claims, he's ours. He's basically a Louisville fan. If Lincoln were alive today, he'd be a Cards fan. That's the oh, whole point. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Larry Elliott, we love you. You're a great impersonator. <laughs> He's getting free advertising here, too. We, we, the we, problem was, again, no one warned me of this. Like, you think some of them been like, <laughs> by the way, don't be freaked out if you see Abraham Lincoln and Mary Todd. I mean, that's something you, you, you kind of should warn somebody about, it's right? You know information, for sure. Yeah, I'd like to know that going in so I can, like, prep myself. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hours up next, we're going to dive into Louisville versus Indiana. And then second segment, we'll have our pick segment. We'll I thought see we if... were doing it this segment, which is why I played breakdown, because I thought we were going to break them down. No, no, that's 5 o'clock. Oh, well. Oh, well. If you'd been listening earlier in the show when I said that, you wouldn't know. That's okay. 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk <laughs> Louisville, Indiana. We'll take a text from you guys as well, 502-414-1450. And then pick segment coming up at 530. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. Break down, honey, take me through the night Break down, break down, break down, now it's Can you see? Break down, it's alright It's alright It's alright Get into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me me, shook me, feeling me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the... Final hour of a week that has not led or been reacting to a U of L football game since the season started a couple of weeks ago. We're getting ready for tomorrow noon kickoff on the Big Ten Network. Louisville playing Indiana for the first time since 1986, and just the third time ever. It's Cards, it's Hoosiers, and it's the only meeting we're getting between these two teams for a long, long time, unless Those something freaky scared. happens in the postseason. I did like I, I I said I think it was on the podcast where I was like, you know. 
we're not going to play Indiana in football now after this game for probably decades unless we're in a bowl game or something. And everybody was like, if we're in a bowl game against Indiana, it probably means we've had a pretty bad season, which is possible. We've played some bad teams in bowl games. But you're right. I mean, history says we're likely – not going to see the Hoosiers on the gridiron again for another, I mean, hell, like 20, 30, 40, maybe forever with the competitive alignment going the way that it's going. So we need to make this one count. Uh, we've exactly. never, you know, we're not going to get a chance to host these guys. Our only two meetings against them all time are in Bloomington. And I don't care who it is. I, and I don't care what the sample size is. You never want to be winless against any program when you've, when you've played them. It was annoying that we were 0-2 all time against Georgia Tech. Took care of that. It's annoying right now that we're 0-2 all time against Indiana. Let's take care of that tomorrow. Let me ask you this, Trev, because one of the things that has reassured me about this game, because I do think it's going to be a game that's a little bit dicey. Like I'm fully expecting some tense moments in the second half. And I love when I predict games like this, and I'm like, you know, just make sure that you're of the mindset going into the game that it's going to be close, and this shouldn't come as a surprise to you. And if we are playing kind of, you know, a little bit weird football and it's, it's a close game tomorrow, I guarantee I'm going to be like, this is terrible. There's no excuse for this. Like you just, it's the fan in me. But one of the things that has reassured me when it comes to thinking that Louisville is going to win this game is Jeff Brom's record against IU. He's coached against them in some pretty big spots as IU's primary rival when he was at Purdue. Had five games against Indiana, won four of them, won the last two by a combined 51 points. He did coach against them at Western once and lost, but it was 38-35. He's gone up against Tom Allen's four-two-five defense a number of times. He's gone up against some good IU defenses. That was Indiana guy because that field goal at the buzzer, by the way, if you remember. Was that? I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember because they were. Yeah, they were talking about that during the Western game I did on Saturday, where they play, who play they play Ohio State this weekend, and the, the Big Ten is one of the conference they have not won a game in yet. But he's gone up against some good IU defenses and had a ton of success. Uh, you know, their only loss to Indiana was. It was a shootout. That was a very close game. He's Indiana's best season in school history, maybe. Am I wrong in taking – he's at a different place now. It's a different Louisville team. It's, it it's a different Indiana team. We don't really know a whole lot about them, only being two games into this 2023 campaign. But am I wrong in taking some comfort for the fact that this – our new head coach has gone up against these guys, he's gone up against the scheme, and he's had a decent amount of success? Uh, no, you shouldn't be – you're, you're right about it. This is, this is a good reason to – to start out the week in a confidence level above five and be maybe closer to that seven, eight where I'm at because I mean, he knows Tom Allen. This isn't like he's, you know, it's like, oh, he knows Indiana, but they got a new coach. Right. You know, that he knows this. I mean, they may have a deep, deepest coordinator. I don't know. If I cared to look, I would, but I don't. I believe uh, it's the same, and, same uh, coaching scheme. But the fact is Tom Allen is the head coach, and when your head coach is defensive-minded, the coordinator is sometimes moot because usually the scheme is going to be what – that the head coach wants to be. Sure. Same with offense, yada, yada. There's your first drink. That's five or six, and they're getting their first drink of the day. Good job. So, yeah, I, that's, yeah, I have a reason. There's that more reason to be confident. Yeah, he knows his team. And no strength to Purdue. I mean, but we have just as many weapons, I think. I mean, you maybe don't what the name of Rondell right now, but I think the weapons he has here at Louisville is as good as any weapons he probably had at Purdue at one point in time. And we've got a quarterback who knows this. I mean, yeah, I, there's <laughs> – you just made me go to like an eight point eight just now. You, okay. you moved me up a little bit up the decimal, and then maybe by maybe by the time this hour's through, I'll be at nine. We'd had Keith on, I probably would have been at ten, but but who knows? By the way, Matt Guerreri is the first year co-defensive coordinator uh, and safeties coach. He was hired away after. Yeah, but it's Tom Allen's scheme. He he, it's what he wants to do. He's a defensive mind. Right. Guy. He was hired away after being at Tulsa. 
where he was the he was working under first year head coach Kevin Wilson, who was the coach at IU. Uh, and so one month weird. later, left for for Indiana. Kevin Wilson's a head coach at Tulsa. Yeah, and I didn't know Guerrero had been a senior analyst under Ryan Day at Ohio State, where he helped the Buckeyes reach the college playoff. Okay, but he spent ten seasons at Duke before that. That's where his he really cut his teeth. He had ten seasons at Duke. Was a graduate assistant and safeties coach, but he is the co-defensive coordinator. But you're right; for all intents and purposes, it's like somebody calling, you know, Brian or whoever would coach under Jeff as the co-offensive coordinator. They're going to have input, no. but it's going to be Jeff's scheme. Jeff. He's going to be the guy running the show. This is very much Tom Allen's defense. The scheme has not changed, despite hiring a new coordinator. They're still going to play that four-two-five. Uh, what he says goes defensively, and so and they've had zero luck slowing down a Brom offense none. in five tries and. Or even six, if you count the Western game, because that game was like 38-35, I think you said. 38-35. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, it's, that's going to come down to now, if they can't slow us down, can we make the more better, more plays on, de- on our – can our defense make more plays than our offense can make? And watching their offense in the first two weeks, maybe, maybe they fooled us all by holding it back. I don't – we'll find out tomorrow, but – I'd like to think our defense is going to have a better chance at making the one or two big plays that need to be made than their offense is doing it. This is a, It's a weird spot for Jeff Brom, too, because he's been in the role of arch-villain at Purdue the, the last several times where he's played Indiana. And they're, you know playing them in your first year at a new school that is, like, you, know, you can call us regional rivals or whatever, there's, there's basically no history between Louisville and Indiana football. No. And I don't think either one really is, is considering the other a primary rival. So I guess Brom could have theoretically carried over that mindset and taken some shots and done, you know, you, you brought over the Purdue mindset with him to Louisville. And he really hasn't done that this week. There's been no, I hate these guys. I've always hated them. But Trino always kind of did that with Kentucky, which I liked. We, you know, he was at Arkansas, wherever he was. <laughs> He's like, don't wear that blue around me. Uh, but Jeff got asked the question about you know the rivalry and uh, all that stuff. And he chose to take the high ground this week. He, he said, I have a lot of respect for Indiana. Uh, Coach Allen and his football team, you got to put the work in uh, to win at a high level in the Big Ten in Indiana and Purdue. I understand that. Coach Allen loves the game. He has a great passion for his players. We've got to go up there and win the football game. Uh, yada, yada, yada. There's your second drink of the day. But he and Tom Allen seem to have like a, a cordial relationship. It seems like they're on on good terms, a lot of respect for one another, which isn't always the case when you have coaches. Like I, I'm not expecting Brahms' relationship with Mark Stoops to be the same thing. I think that rivalry is going to be a little bit more personal when we actually get there. I would hope. I mean, I would, I, and you were never going to get this out of Jeff, but I would love to hear him like, yeah. Like, I have a lot of respect for Tom Allen. Despite as much as he sucked over the last couple of years, he's still there doing the same stuff. I've made millions like, of dollars off Tom Allen. Yeah. Look at Tom Allen. He's had that same haircut for 12 years, and despite the fact that it was like a 90s lesbian, it hasn't deterred him one bit. I'll be I'm proud of like the back. You got to go with the backhanded compliments. I'll be quite frank. I'm not sure I'd have this job without Tom Allen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'd gone one and four against uh, against Indiana, I'd probably still be at Purdue right now. I might be at Ball State. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to be. I'd have been shipped back to Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I would love, but yeah, we're not gonna get that out of Jeff. Never. Maybe yeah. maybe Brian. No, no, Are you kidding me. But Greg would. Greg would talk all kinds of smack. They don't get Greg the mic. They're smart enough for that. They know what Greg's going to say. Greg's like, listen, buddy. I am curious about what's going to happen with, because he never really did a whole lot of that at, again, with the IU-Purdue rivalry. But with Kentucky-Louisville, it's 
it gets more testy. Like there, I mean, hell, I mean, even Scott Satterfield got to a point where he felt like he had to kind of start taking shots. Like he had the half-assed, you know, St. Peter's is my favorite basketball team tweet where we're all like, yeah, okay, maybe, yeah. maybe not you, Scott. Maybe, maybe <laughs> let everybody else celebrate besides the guy who lost to them by 50 points last <laughs> yeah. year when he was favored to win. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta pick and choose your battles and when to say stuff. You're right. So, I agree. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, a guy getting arrested and like the one friend who he beat to a pulp five days ago is like, yeah, that loser. It's like, no, Tom, <laughs> you, you don't get to make fun of Jason for going to jail. He kicked your ass pretty thoroughly in front of all of us and you peed your pants so you just need to hold the L there that was the best of us that's kind of that's kind of how I felt about Satterfield but like my point is even he like this, this rivalry is so vicious even he got drug into it a little bit where he was you know the L's down thing and I understand it now and we're prioritizing the game like Jeff may try to take the high road but eventually we're gonna get something out of him where he fully just is taking some shots and I, I look forward to it I'm excited um, well, I can't wait for that day the Indiana offense I think is gonna be really interesting you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the show the IU fans and, the, and the, the the fan riders and the regular riders who are kind of trying to imply that they have been very vanilla their first two games because their real season starts now. They looked at the first two games as almost preseason games. They knew they couldn't do anything against Ohio State, so they didn't even really try. They knew they could do whatever they wanted against Indiana State, so they held back a little bit. So they didn't try. And ran their normal stuff. So like with, with Taven Jackson coming in and being the starting quarterback, he looked good throwing the ball against Indiana State, 18 of 21, at the same time, I think you and I could look good throwing the ball against Indiana State. Mm. So does that mean that they're going to try to do more of the, the Ohio State game plan where they try to control the game on the ground? I think, to me, the, the, the biggest player in this game, because Jalen Lucas is their, their game-breaker running back, and he's a tiny guy. He is a, is a guy that can, if he gets out in space, he'll make you miss. He can easily turn a simple run into a 65-yard touchdown. But he's also a guy, like, he was the one who fumbled on the scoop and score touchdown that Indiana State had last week. He kind of has the, who was the running back we had who always was trying to do too much? Like, ma- make more out of the play. Like, maybe Tutu Atwell a little bit. Uh, or J.B. Hawkins every now and then would, he was so elusive. Some Hawkins had to do stuff because he's yeah. only nine guys in the box. But he was so small that if he got hit, like, the, you know, he was prone to fumbling. He's prone to getting uh, hurt a little Hassan bit. Hassan Hall? Yeah, Hassan Hall just fumbled regardless. He just yeah. gave you the ball. But Lucas is kind of that type of player. He's always trying to prolong a play. He's a little turnover prone because of that. But he also is a guy that will go down easy if you get a good look on him because he, he's small. I think their most important player is going to be Josh Henderson, the other running back. Because he is there. If they're going to beat us, I don't think it's going to be with a bunch of chunk plays. I don't think it's going to be with a bunch of just huge hitters and they, you know, they torch our defense with a long ball or Lucas getting It's going to be controlling the clock, keeping the ball away from our offense, owning the possession. And Henderson is more of their consistent, traditional back. Um, he played for three seasons at UNC. He's the guy that can get you. He's 5'11", 222. I'll get you four yards on first down on a play where everybody knows that I'm going to run the ball. You know, second and three, I'll pick up the first down and get the chains moving. I think if he plays well for them and he can help IU control the line of scrimmage, I think it's going to go a long way towards them staying in the game and having a chance to win in the fourth quarter. But I also I don't really know what to expect from their offense because like Soresby was clearly the running quarterback. Jackson can move a little bit, but he was he's very obviously the better passer. Do they go to more of a balanced attack now that Jackson's in? taking 100% of the snaps. Do they air it out a little bit more? Uh, I'm curious to see what we use. I do think they'll use Lucas in the passing game out of the backfield, but I think what Louisville needs to do, and, and you know, this is to invoke the, the the cliche that Scott Satterfield used every week, you've got to get off the field on third downs. 
We didn't do, did not do a good job of it against Georgia Tech. Uh, we did a terrible job converting third downs against Georgia Tech as well. Mm-hmm. But you've got to get off the field, get the ball in your hands, get as many chances for that offense as possible, and don't let Indiana have some confidence to, to set up those what they hope are those big hitting plays. Um, but I, I think our defense, it's hard to say because Indiana's sample size is so weird. I think we do stack up pretty well against them. I'll be surprised if IU, even if they win the game or if it's in the fourth quarter, if they hang more than 30 on us. I think our defense should have a good day. Yeah, I mean it's not a very explosive IU offense. Let's be Shouldn't honest. Be. I mean, it, I mean they put up you know forty one on Indiana State, but I mean it's also again Indiana State, a team that lost the week before, like think thirty four to nothing, like the Presbyterian or something. They're real. Which bad. by the way, they were that was the callers on IU talks like we just gave up a ton. We, they scored on us. How good's our defense? They're gonna score on us, and and we this team got we couldn't even got shut out last week. Like, well, it was a defensive touchdown. It was a defensive touchdown. That's not fair. I love the announcers kept having to remind them, like, let's not forget now. I know it's hard to remember because, you know, it's it's that kind of game. But, I mean, this is an team that, I mean, they want this game no more than, you know, 21 points. They want to be able to – Indiana's mindset is if we can – we need to score 17 to 21 points to win a game, and that's where we need to keep the score. And if that's going to happen, then it's going to be – I mean, Indiana's going to be in this game. Yeah, I mean Louisville wants it to be you know in the high twenty more in the low thirties you know in the mid thirties maybe, but I mean in, Indiana's the two things for me is one controlling the turnover battle because it's I mean when you're not when you're Indiana's offense when to Indiana's offense they're looking for maybe like two maybe three big plays in this game sure to get their, to get down the field and the rest of the game is going to be three yards in a cloud of dust IU football Big Ten football not Kevin Wilson IU football but Tom Allen football. And control the clock, defense, yada yada. There's another drink for you. So I mean, in Louisville, you know, that's not what they want to do. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see who wins the contrast of styles. Luckily for us, in that argument, in the sample size that we have with Jeff Brom versus Tom Allen, four out of five times. In fact, five out of five. Jeff has controlled. The, the, it's been the Jeff Brom type of game that they want. Yeah. And even in the one he lost was more of a Brom game. So I mean, I I. I I'm up to I'm up to nine point two. You're talking yourself more and I'm more. I'm talking into this. myself into it. Looking through Indiana's offense, you know, thinking about that. Uh, yes, they can. You know, we just can't. We got to avoid the turnovers, especially turnovers on our side of the field. That if we can do that, I trust our defense to be able to maybe only give up one or two drives to this team. You know what I'd really like to see early on is a design deep pass play that like where you you've got. I know you can't just say like, hey. Regardless, throw it here. But a, pl- a pass play where, like, your primary and secondary read is, like, we're setting this up, so, like, you're going to take a shot deep here. It's Jamari Thrash over the middle. We're going to have single coverage. It's almost like when a guy's in a slump in baseball, giving him a hit and run, so he can't, he doesn't, he stops thinking, like, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, I'm swinging, yeah. and see what happens. I want to see Jack Plummer hit on a deep ball. I don't, I don't want it to be one where he has to think about it, and like, that's why the timing's off, or he doesn't get it there on time. Like, Getting him that confidence early in this game, I think, would be huge. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And we'll do what we've done the last two weeks, which is go towards the the short passing game and just get our best players with the ball in space and let them do their thing, which I think still will work well enough. But I'd, I'd love to see him get some confidence with the deep passing game, have us hit on a big play early on, and then just kind of play with the lead for the majority of the game and let them do their, their three yards in a cloud of dust type thing and say, that's fine, when we get the ball back, we're going to score, we're going to keep this advantage. Because I think we should be able to. Their front seven has looked really good so far this year. I, It's kind of like talking about their offense. I still am not sure how much of it is 
they've taken a gigantic step forward as a defense or how much of it is Ohio State's offense just isn't as good as we thought they were going to be this year and they played Indiana State in, in, in week two. Because I like, Ohio State didn't look great against Youngstown State either. No, in, they didn't. The second week. So I think there's still some questions, some legitimate questions about how legit that IU defense is. I think we should be able to run on them based on how well we've run the football the first two weeks. I mean, this is a game where maybe you rely on Jawar Jordan a little bit more than he has. I mean, bold prediction, I think that he carries the ball more than seven times in this game, which is what he's carried it the first two weeks. I feel like, I feel like they go to him at the beginning and at the end, and like in the middle it's everyone else. Yeah, I mean, well, not last week because you know at the end of last week's game it was just all walk-ons. Well, but, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess yeah. I guess my one game example would be Georgia Tech yeah. in this situation. I mean, and you know, we'll see if Maurice Turner's healthy. He was not able to go last week. I think he probably could have gone and maybe would have gone had the opponent been someone bigger. But I'm assuming he's going to be eligible. But he probably has moved behind Isaac Garendo on the depth chart anyway because Garendo has been so good the first couple of weeks. But I think all three of our running backs, all three of our primary backs should be able to run the ball effectively on them, but you know, we'll have to see. It would help a lot if Plummer could hit on a couple of deep balls and really open up that defense and keep them honest. I mean, the thing that I'd love to get momentum going here specifically, especially on defense, I mean, this is not a very explosive Indiana offense, obviously, put up three points against Ohio State, not saying our defense is a Buckeyes, but and it, you know, it while they put up 40, what, 47 or whatever against Indiana State. 41. 41, yeah, 21 of those in the first quarter, like yeah. the first three drives. His first three drives. So, I mean, that just... That's when I started getting really worried about my spread. Then, as the game went along, I started feeling better, and then it ended back toward me. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know what they did, <laughs> but like with this game with the defense, I mean, we we had our questions coming out of the Georgia Tech game a little bit, and, and, and Jeff, you know, talked about that in one of the press conferences. I think I think it was after the Murray State where he kind of he you know he fell on the sword for it and said, you know, this was on us. We you know made some bad calls and, and this and that, which is a good thing. You know, good coaches do. But you know, and shutting out Murray State is 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 good. It's nice. It's Murray State. You can you know, tongue in cheek it a little bit. But like you have now, you have Indiana and you got Boston College, two teams that you can. I mean, this defense can get on a nice little roll here. And State's offense hadn't looked great either. And in, yeah, and it's going to be needed because I don't I don't want it to be like a mirage of maybe what we're you know a false mirage of what our defense is. But three straight games and four including Murray State, where you could have some really good defensive performances going in against a Notre Dame offense that. I mean, they've only played one real team, I guess, but their offense has been pretty explosive. And quarterback we know as well, who has burned, has put up numbers against us. So I would, I'd love to see. I'm not saying we're going to, you know, go out there and do a shutout on IU, but if we can keep them under 10, that'd be awesome. I think it's, I mean, the third down thing I think is a big deal. We've been bad on third downs. We were really bad against Georgia Tech on both sides of the ball. And Indiana, uh, Last week, converted 12 of, thir- uh, of 16 third-down attempts, which was its most in a single game since 2013. Um, so get off the field on defense, stay on the field on offense. Pretty simple. And then, like you said, turnover battle, as always, is going to be a big-time deal. Can you name the last time that we've beaten a Big Ten team? Well, Purdue, right? 2017, Purdue. Yeah. Last, that's the last time. What will be the one before that, though, I wonder? Um, I want to say maybe Michigan State. We beat Tony Banks in Michigan State. That was, that was with Nick Saban as coach as well. Well, we've won since then. Well, we'll beat Illinois a few times. We beat Illinois a few times. Yeah, because um, yeah, you're right. The Michigan State was in the 90, like 94. We beat Illinois in 97. And then we beat them again, I think, in the early 2000s. We beat, they were our only win in 98. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the only other – I mean – Who have we played? I mean, we beat Michigan State. We beat, we've never beaten Ohio State, I don't think. I don't think we've ever played or beaten. I mean, clearly they're beaten, but I don't think we ever played Michigan. 
We've been blown out by Penn State in our only two times we played them. Um, the one was the, the year we beat Illinois. They beat us like 48 nothing that year. Well, I mean, does Rutgers count? Uh, no. No. You can't do that. Neither does Maryland. We beat Maryland before, too. But like recently, we've, we haven't played. Like real Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Real Big Ten school. I'm guessing our most recent win besides that would probably be, be Illinois. I guess that's the only three teams we've beaten in, right, in the Big Ten. I can't think of anybody else in the Big Ten we've we beaten or played. Iowa, I don't think so. I mean, if we did, it was you know it was probably in the 50s or something maybe, yeah. Why is the Big Ten so afraid of Louisville? It's they the are scared of They're us. They're terrified of us. They're afraid. I mean, Indiana's just a, 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 a minor version of, of their, their entire fear in a nutshell. I don't think you're wrong. I think that's, it's, it's becoming more and more apparent as time goes on. Texas is a false mirage, so a real thing. It's like you're anti-negative. No false mirage. No, it's a no. The mirage means it's there, but it's, it's false because it's not there. Right, which is why you don't have to say false. It's repetitive. Just say a mirage. Here, regardless, Texas says uh, <laughs> that one actually annoys me. I try to avoid doing that. Texas, Trevor. Last weekend, I had USC team total over forty nine and a half against Stanford. They were up forty nine to nothing at half. They didn't score again until their last drive of the game. So they covered. They covered. Well, there you go. Texas says this isn't my. Twitter account, but since podcast Trevor didn't answer this, how would real life? Tra- no, no, you, you, we've talked about this. I'm not bringing up that question again. Oh, is this the family question? Yes. No, we're not doing that. Well, I mean, you know, the, the number of people that have reached out to me and said I was listening to that podcast in the car with my parents when that happened, and you brought that up. We're not doing that question. Well, yeah, we brought. I gave you my answer. Tell you if you want to know what my thoughts. Are, I told it to you when you brought it up yesterday. We brought up the show. Yeah, we, we yeah, talked about it. Yeah, I've already covered it. Go listen to the podcast, listener. I can't. Bring Texas it up says, here. "Did you get around to the Gilio pod and tweets? Any thoughts? I did. So uh, Joe Gilio and um, Joe Ovius do a podcast. These have a radio show together now that they're doing a podcast, and they brought up this North Carolina Tez Walker situation, and they were saying, which I think is kind of true. They're yeah, they brought up the. The FBI investigation into college basketball and about how it's made the NCAA look so weak since it happened. And I think it was Joe Giglio who, who just said basically like nobody got punished in that entire thing besides Rick Pitino. And he thinks it was a Kentucky fan that started the entire thing, um, which was, uh, was nice. It was nice to cover for the ACC. But he was saying, you know, since that happened, the NCAA has basically just stayed in a hole and done nothing for the last four years. And now out of nowhere, they're just like, Let's go get North Carolina, which is why I think the North Carolinas had the, the visceral reaction that they have. It's like you're letting you're signing waivers for everybody. You're not punishing anybody. You're letting everything go. You're not trying at all to regulate NIL or, or any of the, the transfer rules or anything. But all of a sudden, you're just taking a hardline stance against this kid. Uh, yeah. That's not a good argument, though, right? That's like being like saying like, "Well, you let them cheat. Why can't we cheat?" That's that's not it's not like a really good. Well, it's not. I mean, they have a legit argument. Like their whole argument is the rule that the NCAA is is using to rule this kid ineligible was not around when he announced his transfer. And then also, like the NCAA is saying he's applying for a, he, when they said like you can't play. He's like he's applying for a waiver based on his like, mental health issues. And the NCAA is like, no, we have a a mental health board and. You can't play. And the mental health board never even talked to the kids. So yeah, they, they definitely have a case. I'm not going to cry tears for North Carolina, but they I'd be pissed if I were them on, in this particular I think case. Matt Brown blew over the top and he was like, this is like the, the, the most despicable thing you know, the NCAA's ever done. Or, no, the NCAA sucks. I'm not going like, to defend the NCAA. Texas, wait, the Abe Lincoln impersonator is also a high school ref. Does he wear the top no. hat during games? <laughs> no. It's... I don't think that's what you meant. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Abe, his, step, his, his son, I think it's his stepson technically. 
I don't remember which one, but he's a high school. He's a high school rep and poker player. That's what. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's my Jack family. Jack of all trades. My family. He's a good guy though. I like him. Texas Lincoln would have loved the murder bird helmet. <laughs> Do you think so? You're damn right. <laughs> Texas, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs> it's like, you know, sadly, like that movie had such an impact on my history as a kid. Like, there's things I know in history just because of that movie. <laughs> uh, here's the, here, here are all of our answers to our Big Ten questions. Louisville is 5 10 and 1 against the Big Ten overall and 1 and 0 in bowl games. We have beaten Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. Okay. We've only lost to Ohio State, Penn State, and IU. Never played anybody else. Well, I didn't, I mean, just named them all then. Yeah, we're, pretty, we're all over. That's it. pretty impressive. Yeah, who was the bowl game, though? Michigan State, Liberty Bowl. Oh, duh. We watched it. Brain fart. Yeah, I know. Well, we, we have beat Michigan State a few times. I guess that's why I brain farted on that one for a second. Because, like I said, I knew we beat them in the regular season, too. Texas says, Mike, did you watch that video on the Fermi Paradox by chance? I did. I watched it. It was two parts. I watched both parts. And then I stayed on the channel and watched the other video that they did on why, if we find out that there are that there is intelligent life elsewhere, why it's such bad news for, for human beings and you know the, the obstacles. And it was... It was very interesting. Like the, I like the Fermi Paradox videos more than that second one. I thought the second one was yeah, a little bit iffy. But it is what the user said it is. The, the whole channel, it's very complex ideas explained in a very easy-to-understand way, which is good for somebody who is dumb like myself. So I appreciated it. But, well, yeah. I mean, if you're believing in aliens, you're already kind of answered that question. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, uh, Rutgers for wins over Big Ten. No, we don't. We can't yeah, we're not. We only count because we also beat Maryland as well at one point. I remember we had a home and way with them, and I remember us beating them one year. So, yeah, we only count. Real, that's like I say, like real Big Ten schools. <laughs> these fake like, Big Ten schools. These fake Big Ten schools. Like, is that kind of like who? I guess no one's actually left the Big Ten, though, right? Well, who, who am I? Who am I brain farting on? I guess they haven't. Have they? Yeah, they've only added. They haven't lost. Have they lost anybody? Who knows? Oh, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I like the other day my guy Kyle Robbins. Um, who used to run Crimson Quarries, he used to write about golf for SB Nation for us. He, you know, th- there's all this talk now. Like, Oregon State is putting out videos of, like, their crowd at home football games, which is very loud and very cool. You know, they got a good team this year, actually. They're number 17 in the country. Yeah. They're nationally ranked. Washington State looks good. And people are like, how are these two schools not getting picked up? And Kyle Robbins was like, hear me out on this. We add Oregon State and Washington State. That gets us to 20 teams. We then split the conferences. We call one the Big Ten, we call the other the Pac-10, and then the two champions play each other in a championship game that we call the Rose Bowl. It's like we're just like, <laughs> it's like we're right back to where we've always been. Like, why not? Just make it a thing. It's so simple. It's genius. So ridiculous. Whole thing How we so never ridiculous. thought of doing that. Uh, it's absurd. All right. Uh, Texas, Abe Lincoln, vampire killer, card fan, master of karate. <laughs> Emperor of the Sun. <laughs> By the way, I love that reference right there. <laughs> what is going on up here? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, did you ever watch the Abe Lincoln vampire movie stuff? I, I did, actually. I could not. I don't know. It's like, is this like. It was bad, but Is it was this like made up by something? Or is it like actually people thought he hunted vampires? I mean, what, what is no, the deal it, with that? Okay. It, it, it was one of those. It was one of those <laughs> nights where every now and then I'm just in a mood where I want to watch a bad movie and just laugh and have a good time. I mean, but like, that was very much. That one was of those like millions nights. of dollars put into that thing. It made a lot of money. I guess. I never could guess. <laughs> that, that one always just blew my mind. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. I still haven't watched the one with Daniel Day Lewis, though, but I do kind of want to watch that. I, I never saw it either. Because it's so long. It's like four hours long, I think. Did you see, speaking of vampires, real quickly, because yeah. I know we got to go to break and do our pick segment, Georgetown, did, they did the thing that now everybody's copying the Tennessee Titans, where they'll go to people on the street and say, nah, I saw what that, do you think yeah. this mascot is? So Georgetown re- revealed its biggie schedule. The biggie schedule came out today. It, that same way, asking, you know, what is this? And somebody looked at the DePaul mascot and said, that's the vampires. And I was like, they're the vampires now. The mascot does kind of look like a, they're scary. It's a, well, it's a scary mascot. I know they wouldn't do it, but how funny it would be if Georgetown just showed their logo to all the – that's the only logo they showed, and people were like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably – Wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> Georgia? Close. Also, like five people have, have tweeted at me an image of Matt Jones from that wrestler show with the DePaul polo that he's wearing. Yeah, I saw it. Like, he's got the he's like, got, is, is he doing this just to troll you? I'm like, no, he's Dwayne Peavy's there. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. I noticed it, but the one, the one when he's wearing that, he's got like the he's got the buttons undone. He's got the little like the three chest hairs sticking out. Well, I like, haven't looked that closely. Yeah. Clearly, you were more interested than I was. I, I got a big screen TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> also. I did catch myself looking at his hoodies, like a Rams hoodie and everything else, yeah. Because you have a big screen TV? I got a big screen TV. Does anybody not have a big screen TV anymore? That's a very good question. And TVs mine's not even, I don't know if mine would be considered big screen by today's, like... Well, yeah, TVs are the one thing that has not gone up in cost over the last... You can buy huge TVs for the same price that you could buy huge TVs, like, 15 years ago. I mean, the ones I have, they're, they're 52-inch, they're Samsung... And I bought three of them because they were on sale for like five hundred each. Yeah, and yeah, I put like I've got one in my living room, my bedroom, and I put one in my, in my for my mom's room. All right, I still have those same ones. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's pick segment time. We're going to pick our high school game of the week. We'll pick. pick the local games of the week, and then we'll pick the best college games. And of course, we'll end with our predictions for Louisville, Indiana tomorrow. Keep it locked right here, Rutherford Show. Wrapping up the week next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one Big X. Ready for Louisville, Indiana tomorrow afternoon at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Would it's, you say we ready? We ready. Uh, I thought you were going to go with Archie. I felt like that was kind of the. Right, that's the outro. Oh, that's the outro. Okay. Yeah, I got to set up to go. Good. That's how we end every Friday show, though. We got to keep tradition. Well, uh, yeah. Thursday last week because we played Thursday. Well, that's true, yeah. And Friday we played on Friday, but we still got to do it. It's a game day tra- a tradition like no other. Now, week three in college football is maybe on paper the least sexy week of the entire season. But can we both agree somebody's right. going to lose? Some, someone is going to – somebody that is a huge favorite or playing an FCS team or something, somebody's going to lose in the top 25 this week. So here's what we're going to do. Before we get to – because it was tough to find games for the pick segment this week that were not just like, hey, they're a 28-point favorite. Who do you like here? So let's go over the, real quickly the, the games where 
ranked teams are 14-point favorites or more. And when I get done with it, you tell me, give me your one pick to click about who's going down. Florida State is a 24.5-point road favorite over Boston College. Penn State is a 14-point road favorite over Illinois. Um, Utah, there's no line. They're hosting Weber State. They're number 12 in the country. Notre Dame, a 34.5-point favorite over Central Michigan. Georgia is a four-touchdown favorite at home against South Carolina. Alabama going on the road to play a non-conference road game for just the fourth time under Nick Saban and the first time in, I believe, 11 years uh, is going to play at South Florida. They are 33-point favorites on the road. Wild spread. San Diego State is on the road playing number 16, Oregon State. Beavers, 25-point favorites. Oklahoma is a 28.5-point road favorite over Tulsa. Duke is a 17-point home favorite over Northwestern. Iowa, 28-point home favorite over Western Michigan. Ohio State, 30 points over Western Kentucky. Washington on the road against Michigan State, 16.5-point favorite. Washington State, no line against Colorado. UCLA, no line against North Carolina Central. And then Michigan, 40.5-point favorites at home over Bowling Green. Actually, there's two more. Ole Miss, 18-point home favorite Sorry, over Georgia Tech. Sorry, well, you lost a You need to pick one. Just I pick know. one game that you like. Ole Miss, 18-point home favorite against Georgia Tech. Texas, 30-point home favorite against Wyoming. And then Oregon, 38-point home favorite against Hawaii at home. Who is the Oregon State game again? I didn't hear that one a little bit. I could have missed out. Oregon State is... You were going kind of fast, and I missed that. Sorry. It's, it's, it's all good. San Diego State. Okay. Because there's one that did kind of stick out a little bit. And who was Notre Dame again? Oh, that's the other one I want to ask. Like Central Michigan. They're, they're, oh, okay. They're like 38 that, yeah. and that, there's also Colorado, Colorado State. Yeah, yeah. We know about that one. No offense, Sean. Um... I mean, right off the bat, without doing any kind of like looking into it, Oklahoma, 28 points. They're playing a, you mentioned Kevin Wilson at Tulsa, so you know that team might be able to put some points. I know Tulsa got, I think, racked last week, if I'm not mistaken. But Oklahoma also did not dominate an SMU team that I don't think is that great to begin with, if, I'm, if I could be wrong. But I think they only beat them by like 17 or 20. So if they're giving 28 to Tulsa, I think I would take that. I'll, t- I'll take Tulsa to take that money. Northwestern Duke jumps out to me. I, I think we may have overreacted a little bit to Duke beating Clemson. So I don't think I missed that one because you, you, you were going kind of a little bit there. A little I, I think we bit. may have overreacted to Duke uh, to beating Clemson in the game where Clemson fumbled the ball three times inside the, the Duke 20. Yeah. I know Northwestern's a little bit of a cluster right now, uh, but I think this could be a game where they come together. I do like Western to cover the 30 against Ohio State. I'm not going to pick them to win, but I think they cover the 30 against OSU. And the other game that I would circle, they slow started against Southern Florida. South Florida, but ended up covering in yeah, that one. They ended up putting up a ton of points. Yeah, Penn State on the road against Illinois. I think Illinois covers. I almost that. That's why if, if one of these games, if you're saying gun to your head, one of these teams is going to lose. Who is it? I'm saying Penn State loses to Illinois. Oh no, Illinois has not played that well, have they? Didn't they, they just get destroyed last Friday by Minnesota? I think. Uh, I don't care. I mean, Penn State's looked. I mean, I know they haven't beaten anybody, but. Uh, Illinois has they beat Toledo in Week One. They lost to Kansas by eleven last. Kansas, week. Oh, I guess they held. They came back because they were getting beat. I think pretty good early in that game. They're Penn um, State. They cover. I'm calling that. Okay, I mean it's at Illinois, so I mean there's a chance. Big nude Saturday on Fox. All right, let's pick I hope our, not because I got Penn State's defense in my fantasy league, which I need to check my lineup. So you, so are you going with the San Diego State one? Is that what you ended up saying? Tulsa, Tulsa. Oh. I'll get in twenty eight, right? To, to beat, we're saying one of these teams is going to win. Straight. Oh, I was just doing the spread. I'm sorry. Oh, well, my, nah, I was completely yeah, lost. That was the whole thing. Is one of these teams is going to fall. Um, I get, most likely to fall. Trying to listen to the teams, I lost track of what I was doing. Um, oh, that's the case. And yeah, I'm not. 
You know what? Screw it. I'm, gonna, yeah, I'm sticking with it. Yeah. Nobody's gonna hold you to it. It's Take the money line on that one. And when you and when you win big, send me send me five percent. Tulsa beats Oklahoma, and that gets us college game day in three weeks when Notre Dame comes here. Because I mean, that's their twenty eight point underdog on a money line. That's got to be a nice little payday. That would be a nice payday. All right, our pick'em segment. We do this every week. Uh, I dominate through two weeks. Yeah, we picked the exact same games last week, but we went eight and two. We knew what we were doing. Uh, you are fifteen and five through two weeks. I am fourteen and six. You hold a one game lead. We'll see if there are any one twelve. It's I feel like there are going to be very few differing games again this week because it's, uh, it's again it's not a not a great week. But I tried to pick some interesting ones that maybe aren't national like showdowns. I believe in you. By the way, last night I think we were both right. Miami did not cover, and Memphis won but didn't cover. That's, I think we were correct. We both nailed those. Um, nailed it. Our high school game of the week. It was an overwhelming seventy six point one percent of the votes came in on Trinity at Mail. Uh, Atherton at Holy Cross got 8.1%. Butler Seneca, 6.3%. I mean, Wagner broke it. Wagner's playing J-Town, who's undefeated for the first time in like 20 years. The past tense, soon to be. Well, I'm setting the spread for Wagner J-Town at 23.5. Does Wagner cover? I can't stand J-Town for some reason. (laughs) I really don't like J-Town. I do. I hate (laughs) J-Town. Well, Martin, our school is like behind a neighborhood. You can't see it from right, the street. We, we got to go. Okay, I'm sorry. Ah, Wagner went. Wagner's covered. Wagner's going to beat him. Whoa, okay. Marty, you're going to regret leaving us to go to J-Town. I think Wagner covers. He did actually leave Wagner to go to J-Town, I think. Wagner covers, but they don't win. Uh, Trinity at Mail is our high school game of the week. Two uh, powerhouses in 6A. Trinity's kind of a weird team to figure out. I've been calling for the job of Jay Cobb because I don't think he's doing a great. I was going to say weird, but I mean, you and they, then they sucked. <laughs> well, no, they blew out Carmel from, from Indiana last week okay. out of nowhere. Like after not being able to score any points against Brian Station, or not Brian Station, but Frederick Douglass and looking terrible against the Center Grove team that came in from out of state, they, they just beat the absolute brakes off Carmel last week. 41 to 14 was the final score. Mail uh, destroyed Ballard early this week. They've looked pretty good recently. We we took them to pick San, to beat San X last week. We were or two weeks ago. We were both wrong about that. San X controlled that game. Does Mail get a little revenge after losing to the one Catholic Power a couple weeks ago with a win over Trinity tonight? Did Mail dog pounds are rocking? Will Nancy be there? Nancy's at the gate. Uh, she's already been told. She told me everything. She tells me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the gates are closing at second quarter tonight. So if you got to get there, get there. Don't Why? be like, I, I guess they're not going to just like, they don't want people. I think a lot of the, the, the thing is people will hang out until halftime and think they can get in for free for the second half. Oh, yeah, that happens in Trinity games. Oh, it happens everywhere. And my mom is like, just like, no, you shall not pass. If I got to sit here, you got to pay me. Um, so, but I think they said they're like closing them like right before halftime tonight. Yeah, who wins? Uh, oh, I mean, come on. <clears throat> Mail, baby. I'm rolling with the rocks. I think they, they, maybe they figured some stuff out. This is your chance to catch up with going with my heart over my maybe my brain. Apparently, this freshman quarterback that they have at Trinity is, is the real deal. He's moved the offense recently. Is his name Brom? It's not. The uh, running game's got it care. going. Uh, Trinity wins tonight. They bounce back. They establish them, reestablish themselves as the power in 6A, even though they lost to Frederick Douglass already. But... <laughs> it happens. Uh, Kentucky is in action against Akron. Uh, you know, they continue their, their their tour of playing nobodies in the non-conference. The, the Zips. Of the season. Who play Indiana next week, by the way. The Zips are not great. Kentucky is a 25-point favorite in this game. UK has not looked great in their, their you know, at times in each of their first two wins. How do they look this week? I think we're both going to pick them to win, but do they cover the 25? 
Uh, we will both pick him to win. You're right. Um, the 25. Oh, man. I'm going to say yes. I'm saying the, I think Kentucky covers tonight. This they week. get right. They do it for Liam Cohen. Yeah, they did it. What Zachrins? What one and one? Who's their one lost to? Uh, I know they're picked fifth in the preseason in their division of the match. Yeah, <laughs> they lost 24-21. They won 24-21. Uh, this time they get beat, yeah. I'm going to go Kentucky wins this game. It's going to be a bad road trip to the Ohio Valley for Akron. I think Kentucky wins. I think Akron covers. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to say Kentucky 35, Akron 13. Not a close game, not a competitive game, but Akron does enough to to cover. What, does Stoops know somebody on the staff? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> He's trying to build the Akron program. He loves the Zips. He, uh, lo- he loves the Mac. The other local game of note besides the UofL is Western Kentucky on the road taking on Ohio State, a game that I think we're – a little bit interesting because of how Ohio State played against Indiana. But Hilltoppers are a 30-point underdog despite that dynamic offense led by Austin Reed. Is there an upset in the – I did see that one person, I think Jason Franks of the Courier-Journal, they did their college predictions. He took uh, WKU straight up over Ohio State. Well, he's also a Western alum, too. Still. He's from Bowling Green. so I He mean. wants to win the – he's leading the contest. He also picked the Braves to win the World Series if you want a shocker there. I would pick the Braves to win the World Series, too. He's right a now. diehard Braves fan. I like, I like Jason. He's a good guy. Um, helped me out many times in interviews. I, you know what? To be honest with you, though, I and I, I kid, I'm kidding him, but I mean, this is kind of like that recipe of like you have an Ohio State team that, that struggles to score. You know, obviously good defense, but struggles to score. And when you have that, and you have a team that comes in and it can put up points like you know, like that. Who, by the way, was a little banged up. They they set their best receiver last year week. Western did, so they were trying to get fresh for this week. I mean, that that could be an upset. Like that that has it. I mean, you, the big offense coming in. That said, I'm taking the Buckeyes, but I'm taking the toppers getting the points. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think, I think Ohio State's going to win. I think Western covers and covers relatively easily. I think they, they lose I think five. they keep it close three quarters. I, like, I think they stay with be, them. I, I think there's some some nervous moments at, yeah. uh, at Ohio Stadium. I agree. I, I'm going to say that Ohio State ends up winning by like 17, 18, but it's, a, it's an easy cover for the Hilltoppers. They acquit themselves well in this game. I mean, I don't think the top – I think Ohio State's got to be 0-2 versus the spread this year. There's no way they. I know they didn't cover against IU. And there's no way they covered against Youngstown. Yeah, that was. They only beat them by like 35 points. There's no way that line was yeah, under 40. If, if there was a line, I don't think they covered. Yeah, the there's no way. Um, we mentioned this game already, but Penn State, number seven in the country, on the road taking on Illinois. Penn State, as a road favorite of this magnitude, has not done well historically. I saw Chris Fil- uh, Falica, Felica, whatever his last name is, say Did the. You just cuss. What? <laughs> no, okay, go on. Uh, they are a 14 point road favorite. It's a noon kickoff on Fox. Big Nude Stadium. Big Nude. Who wins this one? Uh, you know, Illinois beat the Sawhat Penn State team last year. Or last time they played in 21. There you go. Um, before that, Penn State scored like 57 points on them five years in a row. Um, I'm not I'm not as confident as you. I think Illinois does not win. I'm taking Penn State to win and cover. I took, I'm, I'm going with Illinois to cover. I'm taking Penn State to win. I think it will be a very close game. I um, might kick myself for not taking the upset, but I'm going with the uh, – I'm trusting in the Nittany Lions here. Uh, also at noon on the SEC network, Kansas State is two and zero and number fifteen in the country. Doesn't work out for anybody that's ever trusting. The They're Lions. on the road taking on Missouri, who's also two and zero. K State is a three and a half point road favorite. Kind of an interesting Big Twelve SEC matchup. One of those where you gauge the overall strength of the SEC. Who wins this one? Uh, I, I rolled on K State last week against who was it they played? And I, they covered big. I think it was, was it Troy, and I, 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 that was one of my nice little parlay wins. You know I love K-State. The only players I love as much as DeBoer might be K-State's coach, uh, Chris Klingman. If I'm pronouncing his right name right, I don't love him that much. They might be my two favorite non-Louisville coaches. Uh, I'm taking K-State to win this and cover. 
Hey, same thing. K State wins. K State's good. I'm telling you, people, don't sleep on. He ain't gonna be there long. Climbing, climbing, yeah. But K State's can play. We've loved him since he got that job. Remember we talked I'm, about him getting yeah. that call and being such a surprise, and then going and doing the press. No, he conference. went to the Big Twelve championship last year. Big, big, whatever what the conference they're in. Big Twelve. Big Twelve, yeah. I, just, I can't remember anymore now. It's hard to keep up. You always, I, I, I find myself doubting myself a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's reason to, right? Yeah. Three thirty on ESPN, North Carolina without Tess Walker, mired in controversy. <laughs> Is hosting 2-0 P.J. Fleck and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. North Carolina, a seven-point home favorite. Does the Drake May-Heisman campaign roll on with a win over the Gophers? Uh, where's that one? Said Is that North Carolina? Yes. Minnesota has not been as great this year. P.J. Fleck, and I love P.J. normally. Um, I'm a, You know what? I'm going to take Minnesota. No, North Carolina wins but doesn't cover. Um. They get by by the skin of their teeth again for the would be the third straight week, right? I'll say Carolina wins with a slight cover. Uh, they they win by eight. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota's not looked great. I mean, the the Nebraska game aside, but yeah. Well, congrats, you beat Nebraska. Yeah, and it in was a close. A, game. It was week everyone z- beats Nebraska. It was week zero too. It was sloppy. You know? Everybody beats Nebraska in a close game. <laughs> uh, the old rivalry, the old week three rivalry, Tennessee on the road taking on Florida, oh, yeah. seven p.m. ESPN. You can't spell citrus without UT. Uh, Tennessee is a five and a half point road favorite over the Gators, who are one and one with that one loss coming at the hands of Utah in uh, also in week zero. Who wins this one? Uh, is not looking all that great. No, but you know, Florida hasn't been really like you know making me run for it. No, two underachieving teams so far. I literally forgot Graham Mertz was Florida's coach for a second or QB for a second. The guy from um, Wisconsin. Uh, Tennessee the one that's one closer. I thought they were did were going to last year, but I'm gonna take Tennessee again. They go three and zero. I think this might be. I mean, this might be one. How long it's been since they won two in a row in this robbery, but. I'll, I'll go with that. I feel like it's a sucker bet because Florida has not looked good. That five and a half line seems awfully small, but I think Tennessee wins and covers. I think last week was a little bit of an anomaly. I mean, they rolled Virginia in the week in, in week one. I don't know if Virginia's not great, but mm-hmm. I still I think it has to count for something. I think they win by ten and cover uh, on the road in Gainesville. Uh, we, I'm you're wondering about Tennessee hasn't won back to back since two thousand three, two thousand four. It's been a while. Been a while. I'm interested in this game because I think we're all curious about how good Georgia Tech is since they played us. Very close in week one. They're on the road taking on number 17, Ole Miss. Uh, they are 18-point road underdog, 7.30 kickoff on the SEC Network. Who wins this one? I think Ole Miss wins and covers. Ooh, you, you did that down on GT. Yeah, I think we're going to get – yeah. And I mean, it's just – I think this is going to be one of those games Georgia Tech kind of sees a little bit of reality to it, to it away. Maybe it's the, the I think they'll bounce back in certain games. This is not a good match. I just don't like the matchup going out of conference for them. Maybe it's the rose colored glasses. I think Georgia Tech keeps this really close. I think they, th- they I, think, I think we're looking at it in the fourth quarter and they're very, very close to pulling off this upset. I think it's kind of like their game against us. If they get blown out, then I think I'll feel a little bit worse about ourselves. But I do think they show up. I think they play well. I think they have a chance to win the fourth quarter. I think Ole Miss wins by, let's say, three. But the Yellow Jackets acquit themselves. Uh, you said 17 was the spread, right? 18. 18 went fine because I like to miss by 21 anyway. So that's good. I was looking for one more competitive game. There's not really that in the top 25. So we have to go over to the Big 12 where. <laughs> so it's not where they're not ranked and not competitive. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> so he's kind of saying that. I mean, I just picked one game. It was an 18 point spread. I was like, I can't lower myself to doing like a 28.1. Iowa State is on the road taking on Ohio. Uh, it's a noon kickoff on ESPNU. Ooh. The rare game where a Big 12 team on the road playing a MAC team. Athens will be popping. ISU is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. TK, who you got? Well, Tyler Templeton's, Templeton's a good player. I just want you to know that. So the, the, Iowa the needs, terrifying week one opponent. <laughs> I need to look out for them. 
Uh, <laughs> this is, who is so it's Iowa and, and Iowa State and Ohio. Ohio. Um, I was just like looking at the schedule. I didn't see that game on on here, and so I didn't know. Uh, I'll take. Um, I was. Can they score touchdowns yet? Offensively, they scored one last week. Did they? Well, good for them. Uh, I'll take Iowa. It's Iowa State again. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what threw me off. You, you said, asked I me you, twice, and I said Iowa State both times. I thought you said, I'm not listening. I'm done. This I show's know. over with. I need to get over to say next football. Uh, then I'm taking uh, – yeah, I'm still taking uh, – what was the line? Three and a half, Iowa State. Uh, they covering. They cover and win. Cover and win. And the Bobcats, Ohio straight up. You love Templeton. Winning at home. I do. All right, the big show. we got to go quickly here. UofL, <laughs> noon kickoff against Indiana, <laughs> Indianapolis – Lucas Oil Stadium, the cards have been a 10-point favorite pretty much all week. Trevor, give me your prediction. Um, <clears throat> I think this game gets slo- it's kind of sloppy early. I think Louisville kind of does kind of play close to the best a little bit with the run game. Doesn't try to really go over top. Tries to get, tries to bait Indiana and do it like the Eagles kind of did and just kind of keep it close to the best, make Indiana, force Indiana safety to get up in that box. Uh, and then I want to say maybe in the second quarter we kind of hit them deep a little bit, get on the board. I'm going to say Louisville wins this game and covers. I'm going to say 31 to 17. I like it. I'm a little maybe bit, 14, maybe, but yeah, a little bit less over the top uh, than you. I, I do. I, I feel really confident about our ability to win this game. I do think it's going to be very close. Uh, I've been saying it since the preseason. I'm sticking with that. I think it's kind of an ugly game. I think Indiana mucks it up a little bit. I think that we have some struggles. There's some tense moments in the fourth quarter, but ultimately, we do what needs to be done to get to three and zero. I just want to keep the celebration going, the good vibes. I can't imagine coming here next week and doing a show or a bunch of shows where we're 2-1 and one and we're feeling down and can we bounce back against Boston College. Let's see how far we can take this thing. Let's get to 3-0. and Let's keep it rolling. Cards get it done tomorrow, 23-20. It's That's close. Nip and tuck. Now, I've got him like maybe. Brock Travelstad takes care of business. <laughs> He's our boy. He's not Indiana's boy. I'm and thinking Indiana scores in the fourth and makes it a one-score game, and okay. we answer back. So it's a little bit of nervousness there, but winless, not as much as you. Winless against the Hoosiers, no more. Winless against the Big Ten since 2017, no more. Cards win. Hoosiers suck. Let's get it done. Everyone enjoy your weekend. we got San X football coming your way here on 1450 The Big X. 35 minutes. we got Mail Trinity over on, I believe, 970. We did. And enjoy Scoot, the- Scoots is over on 94.7. Don't forget that. And the Bats, if you're what looking. What game's he doing? You have no idea. In Southern Indiana, and the, the so, <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a man of all the people, uh, and then of course the bats on nine hundred. Uh, let's let's go bats. Let's get a win and get get the first of three in a row and split this series with uh, with Durham. Everyone enjoy your weekends. Have a great time. We'll see you guys Monday at three o'clock. Go Cards. Beat Indiana. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are we? Stop. Whoa, Come on.